The way I look at it, there are some people in the world with more money than they need, like your father. And there are some people with less, like Kirby and I. We're just trying to equal things out of it. It's called distribution of wealth. It's called kidnapping. Hello and welcome to Ram Jack and the Rage of the Satori Attorney. Hey guys, I'm Alex, and joining us today for Ram Jack is our good friend and our co-host, Brad. Hello, citizens. Hello. Hello. Guys, we're going to be watching another episode of Monsters later in the uh, podcast. Ooh. Does it have an oddly abrupt ending? Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you, have, do you find yourself asking throughout it, who is this for? Mm-hmm. I, I, most certainly. It's for Abe Vigoda fans. <laughs> so shocked when I saw him on camera. I thought, Abe? And then even more, even it was a bigger shock to me than the what was supposed to be the actual shock, which is still kind of shocking yeah. when things take a, a, a turn and then another turn. And then, yeah, you know what? You know yeah. what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll get there, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Um, before that, though, there's uh, tons of stories I can tell just from uh, family life. Nice. Um, some pretty interesting adventures involving books. Um, personal adventures involving comic books that are going to be turned into movie franchises, pre- or like a movie pretty soon. Nice. But Brad, you are presently living an unadulterated, unmitigated movie past lifestyle. Now, I messaged you and Jonathan earlier today. Alert, alert. MoviePass has partnered with, I want to say it's iHeartRadio. Doesn't matter where you could get like MoviePass and their service together. iHeartRadio is, is bullshit and it's about to go bankrupt. Nobody wants it. But they restricted the MoviePass. It's the first time MoviePass has been restricted. It's not unlimited. It's four times a month, which I still think is pretty gener- generous. Yeah. You should be grandfathered in. They they stressed that in the press release. Look, we're not changing things up just yet. This is just something we're trying. P.S. Hey, Grandpa, movie uh, moviegoers. Who wants iHeartRadio? Nobody, no. Why? Yeah. Like, why why would you want to get this trial when you could just get, like, a movie pass? Because you don't want (laughs) iHeartRadio. Like, what are you possibly listening to? Like, no. I have Spotify. I have Apple Music. I have Google Play. I'm sorry. Did you say something about iHeartRadio and like a restricted movie pass? Mm. Fuck off. No. Yeah. There's no. 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 No way. No way. Uh, I guess. But I got real movie pass. Yes. Um. And I'm living a movie pass life. Um. Did I see Chappaquiddick? No. Haven't seen it yet. Ooh. It's showing at really weird times. Huh. It's showing at really weird times. Interesting. <laughs> I mean. I'm not going to see a movie on a weekday at 3 o'clock. No. That can't happen. I, I, I'm at work. Uh, so it has, hasn't happened yet. I really, I do want to see it. I hope it happens. But I I don't I don't know if it will because weird times. Um, but I did see two movies. I saw Truth or Dare Ooh. and Aardvark. Ooh. Okay, I'm not familiar with Aardvark, but Truth or Dare, I'm excited to hear about. Um, well, let me talk about Aardvark first. Um, okay. Aardvark, it's it's a weird little uh, indie movie. Um, it stars um, Jenny Slate, who I love with all my heart. Um, John Hamm. Awesome. And, and uh, Zachary Quinto. So, you got cool. a good cast. Good yeah. cast. Um, 
it's just, it's, I like it, but I think it's mainly because Jenny Slate is the greatest and John Hamm's an American treasure, but it's barely a movie. It's not really a movie. I feel like we're missing something. It's, it's not quite a movie. There's not much there. Um, the premise is basically Zachary Quinto is Spock. Um, yeah. He's Spock. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he he um, he's he has some sort of uh, mental issues, and he decides to see a therapist, Jenny Slate. And he's having like he has like hallucinations, and he's talking about his brother, who is John Hamm. And so we're just kind of dealing with this person and his therapist and his brother. So we get, it's a small cast. Um, there's some other people, but not really. It's it's mainly them. It's a small movie, but it, there's just not much of a movie there. Like I like it, I like it, but there's just not much there. But I do like it. It's a fun ride. So like, but what there's else? not much there at all. So what else is there? Like, what is the what is the well, what is the course just, of events? It's just a whole whole bunch of like random vignettes of their life, and then suddenly it's like, all right. Well, it's just sort of this like little little drama, like. Like, you know, we're kind of doing a little character study. Like, he's got delusions. He doesn't quite know what's real and what's not real. Um, Jenny Slate's kind of, like, trying to... Is a therapist, but she's kind of a screw-up, and her life's kind of a mess. And uh, uh, John Hamm is, like, this uh, a former um, successful actor who's just has issues with his brother and hasn't seen him in a while. But, you know, it's... Huh. There's just... It's good. I do like it, and I recommend it. But it's... Don't be fooled. It's barely a movie. Like, there's there's just not much there. How does it compare to, like, a Silver Linings playbook? Haven't seen it. Okay. Haven't seen that. That's a, I, I like this. That's a fun little slice of life uh, book with people that have, we'll say, issues. Maybe not as, as much as Zachary Quinto does in this... Because I'm reading something here about how he he's, he starts to get violent with his uh, quasi-violent, mildly yeah. violent. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. It's I, I really like it. It's a it's a nice little movie. It's just it's barely a movie. Um. It survives purely on the fact that it has three really good actors that are very likable. Um. And like just great. I mean, sometimes that's all you need in a movie, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's a fine time. Like, it's, it's yeah, it's good. But there's really, I, like... What could I, have kicked it up a notch to make it... If, if The Rock had a, had been one of these characters? Because he's no. in all the movies. Like, everyone no. wants him. He's in Rampage, well, what, which I'm sure what, you're going to see. He's in Jumanji. A, I mean... Nope. Can't see that. That's not a movie that has Jack Black in it. Nope. Not allowed. I've heard he's Fuck one of the... I, I've heard he's one of the best things in it. Or, like... Of the 9-11 of, of humans is I, one of the best things? I was just as shocked as you were. I haven't seen it yet, so I don't um, know. I'm hearing all of this secondhand. If you say Jack Black is one of the best things in a movie, then you are in favor of terrorism. So, hmm. Don't get it twisted, friend. It's not me. It's not all me. Right. It's other people. Watch yourself, fool. I'm watching. Watch yourself. It's not... Nope. Nope, nope, nope. So, but you're not going to go see Rampage, the summer blockbuster about, yeah. based on the old ladies' video? Oh, yeah, game? no, I'm, I'm going to see Rampage. Yeah, definitely. Isn't it already out? Yeah, I just haven't gotten to well, it yet. What are you? what are you waiting for? I want to see Aardvark and Truth or Dare. <laughs> like, I, listen, there's only so many days in a week. I mean, okay, you're right. You got me there, friend. So Aardvark, I, I, fun Two days ride. podcasting a week um, and editing podcasts a week. <laughs> At two days seeing movies, 
I, there's not that many days. So like, listen, well, it leaves me three. Brad, we appreciate that you stunt your movie pass lifestyle to bring us quality entertainment. Yeah. And, fr- and, um, and a good conversation, friend. Yeah. I. That's from me. The other thing was from the other people, listeners. That was collective thing. Thank, that one was thank, from me. Thank you, listeners, and thank you, Alex. I mean, guys, listeners, listen. We still, I can still buy you a carafe. If you want to just give me three hundred and sixty dollars for some reason, I'll get you any kind of carafe you want. It's that easy, guys. Just saying. What a I, steal! I, it's a steal. Um. Yeah. So that's that. Now let's talk about Truth or Dare. Okay. Truth or Dare is a horror movie that I was excited to see because it looks goofy and it's a horror movie. Yeah. Um, pretty. It's a pretty simple thing. Like I like horror movies. They're they're always pretty much okay. Like it's it's hard to really fuck up a horror movie. Like Indeed. sometimes they're like eh, not that great. But it's usually at least a good time in the theater. You know, it's not a good time. Truth or Dare. Fuck this shit. Not really? a fun ride at all. What did they? Ha- what all? happened? What happened? Well, what happened was not much. Um, the trailer for this movie, you pretty much see every single death in the trailer. There aren't there. That's not all of them. There's, really? I think there may be one or two more, but I may not be. I haven't gone back and looked at the trailer again. It is not a good movie at all. The characters are completely unlikable. <laughs> like. <laughs> At all, like not likable at all, like, and also, the main character goes from being a good person to being an absolute garbage fire. That I wish she died. <laughs> Spoiler alert, because I'll spoil this movie. She lives in the end, kind of, I guess, for now at least. Um, but what she? So let me just tell you the arc of this character. Um, so the main character, they're playing. So the games, the movie starts off as you might guess. They're playing Truth or Dare early on. And at one point, it's like, okay, oh my god, so truth or dare, um, if, if, if the six of us friends, or however many of them there are, um, alright, we were gonna be nuked right now, and we're, all, the six of us are gonna die, but all of Mexico lives, or everyone in Mexico dies, but we live, which are you gonna choose? And she's like, well, obviously, I would kill us, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kill everybody in Mexico, <laughs> that would be a shitty thing to do, and she is a good person. Yeah. Do you know how the, how this fucking movie ends? Is it a sequel to the episode of Monsters that we watched? Oh, uh, because there's much. a very similar premise, or at least yeah. a question asked. Yeah, pretty well. Except the fact she decides to fuck everybody on the planet. Wow. <laughs> um, because basically this this demon's killing people through a game of truth or dare. Um, and we're down to the last two people, and she's like, I don't want my best friend to die, so I'm gonna put this on YouTube. So now everyone that watches it will be part of the game. So slowly but surely, it's going to kill everyone that watches this ring style. Um, wow. Um, before it gets back to me and my friend. She's killed everyone on the planet. Well, everyone who watches YouTube. So all the kids. Um, it, Alex, if people start dying from a YouTube video, um, everyone's eventually going to see this. It's going to be on the oh, news. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she's killing everyone on Earth to sp- to buy time for her and her friend. So, eh, that's shitty. Especially once you set it up at the beginning. I mean, who didn't see that coming, I guess, with, like, that question posed at the bit once it started cascading down. But, Ugh. all right, question. What's up with the weird smiles in the movie? Yeah, that's just a thing. I guess they thought it was weird or creepy, um, but that's just what they do. And no reason for it. No reason at all. 
so everyone just kind of has a just as they're playing this. It's whenever the game and dying. Well, that's how you know when it's the demon talking is when it gets the weird smile because that's all in their head because no one else sees the weird smile talking. Um, That's just that's how you know where the demon is speaking, um, but it's not really happening. It's all in their head. What? Why is this demon doing this? Like, what does this demon have better stuff to do? Well, the thing is, Alex, you see, um, many decades ago, uh, the the there there were some girls in, in there were some girls in a convent that were playing a game of some sort, um, and uh, um, I think it was like hide and seek or something. And one of the girls um, knew some <laughs> spells because she knew some witchcraft, and she summoned a demon. Um, and this demon um, was really into playing games, so uh, it got loose and started killing all of her friends. And so, of course, they had to perform a ritual, um, and this um, this girl had to cut off her tongue and uh, say a spell and then cut off her tongue and seal it in a jar with some wax to, to, to trap the demon. And that's where the demon stayed until some assholes in, um, that were on spring break in Mexico uh, broke the jar and let the demon loose. And then they started playing Truth or Dare, and then the demon infected their game of Truth or Dare. But the demon just likes to play games. Yeah, demon loves games. He's a trickster demon. So it just happens that they were playing Truth or Dare, and it thought, all right, I can hang with this. Yeah, he just loves a game, so he thanks. got up in their game. Yeah, thanks for letting me out. I was trapped in a tongue in a jar for a while with beeswax. It's cool. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. P.S. I'm going to play your game with you. I just, yeah. I, it's the only way I know how to make friends. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's real dumb. It's real dumb. Like, in this movie, it's, like, this movie feels like it's, like, a a Final Destination 9. Like, it's, it, <laughs> it feels so, everything about it is just bad and cheap and shitty and I don't get it like I'm like guys it's a pretty simple you've got a pretty good premise for a movie like it's fine like yeah you're playing the game of truth or dare and this thing's killing you that's enough for a horror movie that's fine for a premise that's fine I got no problems with that you need to have a backstory with like these weird girls in a convent fine that's fine that's a perfectly standard boilerplate but this movie sucks these characters are terrible like they're just garbage people they're not interesting they're all weird looking. Like I feel like they got some real like these aren't movie star people. Like when you're when you're making a dumb horror movie, like you get like people that look like they should be in movies. Oh yeah. I feel like they got people that would look weird when they did weird smiley face CGI on them. That's probably. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. Like that's the only reason I can imagine for the casting cuz no one looks like they belong in a movie. They be- they all every single person in this movie looks like they should be like the fourth tier friend on a CW show. Well, interesting you should say that. The main star uh, Olivia, who's Lucy Hall or Hale, um she is on a CW show. She was on Pretty Little Liars. Maybe that's an ABC family show, I don't remember, but so you're right. Definitely like, not. But looking at this cast and crew like Lucas. None of these people like, look like they should be in a movie. Yeah, they're just like I'm right? like, like they can't they can't like they're fun. I mean there's nothing it's just not it's not good. It's not exciting. It's very predictable and boring and they don't do enough with it. Like they don't do enough with it at all. Like there's only a couple of times where it's like, "Oh fuck, this is this is going to be crazy." Like there's one part, um, the the one I think interesting truth or dare that um happens is like 
um, there's well, there's a, there's a guy that um, he has to he he gets a truth. He has to uh, come out to his father, who's like a, a like a, a conservative uh, cop. Um, and so he he does that, but that actually works out well. So he's like, oh wow, okay, all right, that worked out fine. Um, then later in the movie, he he runs into his dad again, and then he gets a, he gets truth or dared, and he has to pull the gun. He has to t- pull his dad's gun, and and make him beg for his make, life. Make his father beg for his life. And like, yeah, and you're like, oh, this is not gonna go well. You can't pull a, a cop's gun, <laughs> and, and oh no, <laughs> oh no. That's yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't end well. Someone that gets does shot not and killed. End well does not end well no but like the other thing is like all these people are just dying like they're just dying left and right like they're they run out of friends so quick like it's crazy and it's like well and they don't seem to care like nothing really happens it's <laughs> we're racing through this movie nothing happens no one cares it's just not good it's not good at all that's I mean, surprising, like you said, because most horror movies, how do you go wrong with a formula? At bare minimum, it's, it'll at least be kind of kind yeah. of entertaining. It'll give you a jump scare. It'll give you something. You would hope. Not in this movie. Not truth or dare. Not truth you or think, dare at all. I would make the demon get bored and make them play other games. Like, this demon's been trapped in a jar. He gets out. He's like, oh, let's play truth or dare. Like, maybe he happens across some people, like, watching um, the Saw movies and is like, holy shit. We can get... We can get some complex games going. Or maybe he happens across like a D&D set or something and he's just like, huh. Like he just tries different games and forces it on these people yeah. for comedic effect and also for, you know, horror and death. A Simon just lights up in a room and they're like, fuck, we got to play Simon now for our lives. That can't end well. It starts at Truth or Dare and then it progresses through other games is all I'm saying. I, uh, this, it, uh, this movie was so bad. It, it was just upsetting like how bad it was like not fun at all i'm sorry friend yeah i'm sorry that you decided to do this hugely disappointed were are the people in the audience disappointed were they feeling yeah. it or were they oh, no nice. nobody nice. nobody in this audience was enjoying this movie nice like they're like at, when the credits came on um there were so many people like that's it all right <laughs> They were hoping there was, like, one scene at the end to bring it all together that makes it worth everything. Oh, my God. And so, at the very end of the movie, of course, like, after the credits, you know, at the very end of the credits, because I always, I always stick around through the credits, because, yeah. uh, you know, why not? Um, like, and there's a couple of people, there's, because of the whole Marvel movie thing, like, a lot of people stick around for credits now to see if there's anything at the end, um, which I'm like, just, why don't you just stick around for the credits? Like, there's, you can, you can look at the credits, you can listen to the music, you can just take the movie in. It's a it's a pleasant thing to do. You don't need like extra things to be at the end of your movie. Like, no. You people need to calm down because so many people are like, "Oh man, we waited through all that. Well, why did you wait? Just leave." Like, yeah. If there was anything interesting, you can like look it up on YouTube later. But whatever. But this <laughs> movie ends, and like after the credits, you just hear a voice, "Truth or dare." Nice. And I'm like, and then a couple people are like, "What? Really?" <laughs> What did you expect from the movie you just saw? It was it was a bad I, movie. Yeah, it was a bad movie. But I do agree. Like, don't put that at the end of your movie. Like, your movie didn't earn a, a creepy truth or dare. Because fuck you. Just let your movie end, please. I do like the idea of just having an auditory and not like a visual extra thing at the end of a film like that. Yeah. To me, that's kind of neat. If the movie had been good, then that might have been more fun. 
Yeah. I was hoping you'd say the movie said truth or dare. And someone was like, truth. I mean, huh. Stupid movie. But no. God. That's not. I mean, it's it's so boring. That sucks, man. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm apologizing apologizing on behalf of the movie, but we all thought it was going to be okay. I mean, Alex, it's all your fault. Why did you make such a boring movie? Okay, look. I thought this was going to be Ramjack's big break. I used a uh, an alias, and you know what? It didn't pay off. You did. We we'll get another one. We we'll get another hurricane one. Heist. Like I, we, how, we tried. How did you falter with 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 uh, um, uh, truth or dare? It was workshopped. Hurricane Heist came from the importance of our imaginations. Truth or Dare was workshopped. To death. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so boring. God, there's this whole fucking side plot about this, about her best friend's dad who committed suicide. And it's like, I don't care. I don't like any of these people. Like, I don't like any of your characters. Like, the gay guy I was kind of okay with, but, like, you killed him off, like, halfway through the movie. So, I... I don't like the idea of them, like, using Truth or Dare to force him to come out to his dad in a game of Truth or Dare that's, like, for high stakes of life. There's something weird about that. I don't know. Well, the, whole, the whole movie is, like, all these truths are, like, they're, they're like, you have to, like, you have to, you have to tell, like, real, like, because the game no- is inside your head. It knows um, your secrets. So it's just forcing people to tell, like, personal shit. So it's, like, like I don't, it's, I don't care. Come on. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Like, I don't care about these characters. You can't have, like, a part of this movie, these people revealing secrets to their friends when I don't care about these people. I hate them all and looking forward to them dying. But I've already seen how they die because I saw the trailer. So... I really... Would it have been better if Truth or Dare had filmed, like, more death scenes than were in the movie? And all the death scenes you saw in the movie were never in the trailer. Because then I mean, you would be like, oh, wait a minute. Well, didn't I see the person die differently in the movie trailer? At least then there's some sort of, like, intrigue that's more I, that's, of something. I mean, that's... But that's another thing. Then you, But then you have false expectations and you're just confused. Like, wait, oh, I guess they're not... Then you're just going to think, like, oh, I guess they're not really dead and they're going to come back and die the other way because I saw the trailer. Like, nope. how about you just have, like, more in your movie than, like, five people getting killed? <laughs> like... Yeah, that's weird. Shoestring budget. I'm sure it made its production value back. It, it, even though they won't get a second chance. That's a... No. You're Don, burning that bridge. Dunzo. Dunzo. Brad, um, I think I... Mm-hmm. I can go ahead and talk about some media uh, that I've been consuming as of late. Yes. Um, so, I, I have a few apps on my devices that allow me to borrow comic books or books from the library. We got Hoopla, and we also got something called um, Cloud something. I don't use it as much. But I noticed that the... the I guess what the new Marvel movies, the Infinity War movies, is based on, a comic book series called The Infinity Gauntlet, which is the first of like a three year after year after year... Uh, trade of like six issues of this major event in Marvel back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So I was in the library and I thought, you know what? I don't know too much about Thanos or any of this other stuff. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I saw Black Panther. I'm interested more than I was interested. I want to see what's going on. Maybe maybe I can make sense of this and maybe I'll be able to... I don't know. 
Marvel Comics is a fun time. Sure. Downloaded it, started reading it, and I got nervous again after being on the high, high of these Marvel movies for Ragnarok. I was like, this is going to be great. This Thanos thing is probably going to be better than I think it is. Brad, I'm here to tell you that I have not doubts, but worry um, for a few things. I mean, I will say off the bat, I'm pretty sure this movie will have very little connection or relation to those comics. I mean, there's no way they can be even remotely. First off... I didn't realize that Mar- maybe this is why they tried to buy 20th Century Fox or didn't, I guess, end up buying some intellectual property from them as far as, like, stuff they can add to Disney's canon and Marvel's canon. Because ALF is mentioned in this comic book more than once. More than nice. once. We see um, um, ALF on television just in the background. I want to say there's a family watching it or maybe the superheroes are watching it. It's just on. And you're thinking to yourself, why the fuck is Alf on television? And then something crazy happens. You Then you see Alf on like a billboard? And you're th- at that point, I think I messaged you, Brad, with yeah. these pictures of Alf in the comic book and thought, what's going on? Oh, and then I messaged you back with an image of the um, Marvel uh, Alf comic that was going, coming out at the time. I know because I had like, a, I had like five or six of them. Like I, I, I own Alf uh, comics put out by Marvel. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, do you have fond memories of said comics? Yeah, I do. Like, I what's do. in an ALF comic? I need to know because we need to get ready for Thanos. And even though they don't show him, I, I've heard there are some characters that make an appearance that we may not be familiar with yet. But we all know. How crazy would it be if out of nowhere, like, Captain America and um, Iron Man are, like, talking. And in the background, you see, like, the camera, like, slowly pan to a television. And, like, um, <laughs> Spider-Man and like Bruce Banner are watching old episodes of Alf cuz if they oh, do see, that I'm like See this is this is what I was thinking. I was thinking, you know, um you know, we we see uh, uh what what we 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 do a flashback to uh, Captain America breaking the uh those uh, Avengers off out of the raft prison and uh all of you hear a voice like Hey, uh, one more guy over here. And then Captain America has to break <laughs> Alf out. And then he's just with them for the rest of the movie. Like, they haven't shown any of the trailers yet, but he's straight up in there. I mean... Like, I, I want Alf and Willie to be in, in this movie. Would I? Would you be mad? I'm assuming no. Like, if I saw that happen, I would be like, all right, maybe that's just me having read the source material, but I I'd mean, be like, I'm on board. No, I'm down. I'm down for it. Racket Raccoon... And like I, Alf uh, tooling around. Alf, Alf, I've just, I've got a few questions before you go off to help the Avengers. Will you please put the cat down? <laughs> so like, I don't really understand Thanos at all. Like in the comic books, he's like one. He's like a kind of quasi god person. I'm guessing in the movie. He's going to have to be related to, like... Because I'm not really sure how it all works. So, in the comic books, there's a group of, like, humanoid people that are kind of like gods that live around Jupiter or someplace. Like, one of the moons of... Maybe it's Titan. And they just kind of live there, and they do their god thing. But they're, like, super powerful. And in the movies, we don't really have those. I guess Odin is supposed to kind of be one of those. And, like, 
obviously, um, I guess this gets into mild spoilers, but this not not really. Um, uh, Star Lord, his dad's kind of one of these. Are they are they called the Celestials? I can't remember the yeah. name of them. So we've seen kind of those in the movies, and Thanos is supposed to be one of those. He's like the brother of one of like one of them. The pantheon of like these god creatures and like super powerful beings in the Marvel universe is weird. And it comes at you out of nowhere. Yeah. Like and there's like a, a there's a checklist of them that there's like and then Galactus showed up and you're thinking, "Well, I know Galactus, but he's not going to be in the new movies, right? Is it going to be Galactus and Alf show up?" <laughs> Definitely won't be Galactus because uh, that's that's yeah that's uh, owned by the other studio. And Silver Surfer plays a big part. So yeah. you're like, who's going to replace Silver Surfer? Already they're replacing some people. Like there's scenes that the Hulk is replacing. Like I want to say Thor in, but even then you're like, if they're doing that scene, then of course they're going to have the scene where um you know Alf shows up or um right. like right. so there's a lot of weird again. So Thanos is doing all of this for a lady. So Thanos, yeah. Thanos uh-huh. got killed, but not really because he's Thanos. He's a god creature. He comes back and he, death brings him back because right. death is like, look, I saw what you were doing. I noticed you. I'm going to give you life back and um, we'll give this a shot. But Thanos comes back and is like, thanks, death. I appreciate it. Um, I'm going to but I'm not ready for this because I need to I need to be like an equal to you. And right now I'm not that I'm just some scrub. I need to, like, earn my place beside you to be your mate. And Death's like, cool. Thanos goes and does it. He gets the Infinity Gauntlet. And he surpasses Death, and Death is pissed off. That's just like, motherfucker, what? This isn't fun for me anymore. I'm Death, and now you've basically become, like, a supreme, like, I don't know if he's, like, he's, like, the strongest thing in the universe. Right. And Death's mad. And it's awesome in the comic book, because Death kind of, like, is being standoffish. And is a skeleton, but then death kind of turns into like a really attractive woman halfway through it. Mm-hmm. And Thanos is like, "Man, I love death," and you don't really know why. Well, um, Alex, can I can I add like an extra crazy um, log to the fire? Well, uh, because there is definitely another dude in uh, Death's life. Oh, um, and that's Deadpool. <laughs> Seriously? Yep. How? I comic books. That's it was a thing. Yeah, but she he's not like with one thing. Okay, look, a personification yeah. of death is cool, and I guess in the yeah. comic books it's like all right if we're doing like these weird like brother robot gods that are in control of like gravity or whatever the fuck. I, I don't know the whole pantheon. These weird yeah, faced gods like Eternity is apparently a god and one of the strongest ones, and you're like, oh, what the fuck is he like? What what's the difference between Eternity and like um? the time god because there's a time god and you would think the time god would be able to just like own anyone but no it can't and you're like whatever but i haven't seen deadpool in the comic yet and if yeah. that deadpool comes in later in this that'll be because i i'm like two issues away from like finishing well, this is it. this was this was way later this was way later that the deadpool and death had a thing if deadpool shows up I just know that, that Thanos was jealous of Deadpool and Death's relationship at some That's point. That's pretty crazy. But all, I mean, yeah. okay, it's fun to read through. The Devil or Mustafli, I don't remember who his name is. Like, he's with Thanos, and he's like, Thanos, you're awesome. Can I just kind of hang out with you? Like, this isn't going to happen in the movie, right? No. There's, there's too much, yeah. It's... We, you can suspend your disbelief in Marvel movies to a point. Like, 
Guardians of the Galaxy is like, all right, well, this is a fun kind of space romp. It's still kind of grounded. There's nothing weird. And, um, like, Doctor Strange, probably the weirdest of the Marvel movies. There's magic and stuff, and there's, like, other gods. But it's still kind of, like, it feels like it's something that's a... Like, all right, this there's, there's like, this being that, like has its own little collection of planets from like another universe and it's like but that's I feel like, like I feel like uh, Thor Ragnarok maybe hit the ceiling of how weird yeah. we can get <laughs> cuz that's a pretty weird movie that's a pretty super I mean cuz there's like uh, like weird black holes like just dumping trash yeah. into like a planet there's like a it's, demon thing it's great and uh, and I love it and I think that's the best thing about oh, the Marvel yeah. universe is it's just They've really embraced the weirdness of it all. Um, but but I, yeah, I do think there's a limit <laughs> to what you can... What you have time to put on screen and explain <laughs> to like a human being that's going to go see a movie. You can't tell me that if th- they're talking about Thanos and someone says, Oh, um, hey, I'm Thanos' daughter. Um, real quick, just to let you guys know, he has like this weird romantic history with death. And they're like, well, is death like... Like what is death? And they're like, well, okay, look, there's like a pantheon of gods. There's the there's the one above all. There's uh, Reed Richards' kid. Don't worry, we don't have the rights, so don't worry about that shit. And then there's like these weird other gods, like maybe yeah, Odin it's, and them. It's 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 so it's it's kooky. But like Thanos is just he he's for some reason infatuated and loves death. But he, like, hates everything else to weird levels. And you're like, it, there's just enough to make it interesting, but not? And you're like, how are they going to make him roll around it? Like, what are they going to do in the movies to make you want to be like, like, how are we going to, how is death, not death, how is Thanos going to be more like a Killmonger? Where, like, you're watching, you're like, holy fuck, Killmonger, you're going about this the wrong way, but you have, like, noble intentions into a point. Kind of. Yeah, I, yeah, I, well, I don't, I don't think... Thanos is going to be particularly sympathetic. Um, I think this... I mean, because, again, this is a giant fucking movie with 8 billion characters. There's not time to have... They certainly don't have time to have a well-developed, well-rounded villain. It's just going to be a big purple guy. Smash, smash, smash. Punch, punch, punch. I want zap, the f- zap, zap. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. The reason it's two movies, and they're each three hours long, is the first hour and a half of the movie is just Thanos. <laughs> Us like watching Thanos grow up. Okay, okay. It's it starts off straight up Dobie Gillis style. It's just Thanos by by the Thinker statue, like giving a little monologue. Oh, it sure is hard being a Mad Titan. Oh, I met this girl, Death, and Jeepers. I don't think I'm ever gonna earn her love. I mean, and then Thanos's buddy Maynard pops. <laughs> no, Thanos's buddy Alf pops up because Alf will be the Maynard. <laughs> I'm here for that. That would be amazing. Um, I, Adam Warlock is in it, and I know that we got him teased in the Guardian of the Galaxy movie. But I, then you're gonna like have Adam to explain Warlock, Adam Warlock. I feel like Adam Warlock pops up in in the the end of the movie. I think that's the end of the of this movie. End of part end of uh, whatever the fuck part 1. Adam Warlock's like, "Hey, I'm gold and crazy and here I am." Cuz I'm and I again, I don't really I don't follow like the the news because on these superhero movies because I I can't and I can't fathom the idea of reading an article about one of these movies without killing myself. 
Um, so I don't even know if we've cast an Adam Warlock. I don't know if he's supposed to be in the movie. If it's a, if we're waiting to find out if he's in the movie, if it's a spoiler or a secret or something people know or care about. I don't know. But I, I imagine that's that's. I imagine you would save him for the end of the movie, and then he'll be a big part of the next movie. Would be my guess, based on absolutely nothing, because I refuse to read an article about a superhero movie. Hey, man, I understand. That's why I go to the source material. That's why I go to the comics. I ah. can figure it out on my own. I have nice. read articles, though, on comic books. It's fine. But um, um, it, it's so some of the cool stuff that's hap- that does happen in the comic that's kind of around Earth is that obviously like Thanos is a god, like a god among gods. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, the Earth team, Earth's team of superheroes think they can like do something about it. We've stopped Thanos before. Let's get a team together. I mean, it's not going to go well. <laughs> and it doesn't. So Adam Warlock shows up. He's like, I got a plan. I got a, a good plan. I need to talk to you. Hey, Wolverine and like Hulk, I need to talk to you guys alone. I know that you guys are like awesome. So if things go crazy and you can kill Thanos, just kill him. Like, don't even worry about it. And you're thinking, Adam Warlock, we've seen Thanos do crazy shit off-world, and then Wolverine isn't going to be able to do anything to Thanos. No, 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 no. I've got, I've got sharp claws. Grr! Stab, stab, stab. It's like, but it's like, what are you, like, what are you, so, so Adam Warlock's plan and this cannot be in the film. His first plan, his oh, first way. This is absolutely in the, in the movie, and it's Adam Warlock, Alf, and uh, uh, Black Panther. That's who, that's who it is instead of Hulk and, and Wolverine. Well, no, this is like okay. So his first plan is what we're gonna oh. do is we're gonna we're gonna try to like trick Thanos in certain ways. We got a man kind of on the inside that we don't know. It's fine. We're going to trick Alf. him and all it's of... Alf. 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 man on the inside. <laughs> he takes Maynard. the place of... It is Maynard. Um, we're going to send all of Earth's mightiest heroes to stall Thanos for, for my big first plan. And if that plan doesn't work, then my second plan will go into effect. But let's try... Hope everything rides on this first plan, guys. Let's do this. Everyone knows their secret parts. Let's do it. So, like, everyone goes to Thanos... And the devil, or Mistopheles or whatever, is like, you know what, Thanos? Of course you know these people are coming because you have, like, a time stone or something. And, like, you are, um, you are, you know it, you know and see everything. So you knew this was going to happen. And he does. He's like, all right, well, these Earth's heroes are coming. So I guess I got to fuck them up. But it, but he's really spurred because death is not meeting his advances. She kind of humors him. He makes, like, a death world kind of, like, monument throne thing for him and her. But she's still like, but she's like looking at him silent and like walks off. Um, she speaks to one of her like assistants and Thanos gets mad because her assistant's very sarcastic and is just like a, like a kind of like passive aggressive jerk. And he like kills him. That's actually kind of funny. But so then she turns into, like I said, a beautiful woman and she kind of sits on the throne beside him like, all right, I guess this is what's happening now. But death kind of humors everything. I guess she's waiting for Deadpool. But, um. So the devil's like, Thanos, listen, what's wrong is that death, like she said earlier, like she, she sees you as more than an equal. And you know how women like to like have their affection won. What you need to do is like nerf yourself. So maybe like only use one of the infinity stones when these earth heroes come and like show her a battle, like give her a good time. Cause like, I guess the only idea of a date she could, you and her could have, which is like kill these people, but in a way that's not like all powerful, you know, like give them some hope and that'll make death. Cause you know, you can't take her to a movie. You can't like, 
No. You're not going to go for like a cruise around the solar system or like in a convertible to like a, a Mount Lookout. Boring. Look, look, just use one of the infant, choose whichever one you want. Fuck these guys up and she's going to be impressed. And Thanos like buys this for some reason. And he's like, all right, cool. Yeah, devil, that makes sense. I'm going to... Uh, again, not the devil. It's Mephisto who's not even the devil. He's just devil-like. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, I, I yeah. keep getting his name wrong. And, and and again, among the pantheon of other Marvel like super gods, you're like, I guess this is the devil. I don't. Yeah, well, because he, he's basically the devil, but he's specifically not the devil because he's also the one that made the deal to take Spider-Man's marriage away. Oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that's never gonna be in the movies because that was also, I guess, wildly unpopular. Anyway. So, the Earth's heroes are ready to go attack. Oh, just for some mild thing. And I'm sure this may happen in the movie. So, mild spoiler alert. The, one of the first things Thanos does to try to win uh, Death's love is to kill half of the living things in the, the whole universe. He's just like, I'm going to fill her coffer with so many dead people. She's not going to know what to do. She'll love it. Here's a gift, honey. Snaps his fingers. Half, the, half of all living things in the universe just disappear. That's when Earth's heroes are like, fuck. What happened? And then we get a page that's like a who's who of who's missing, which is great because in a comic book, it's just like line up of like all these portraits and you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, they don't have Reed Richards. That's going to suck. Oh, they don't have Sue Storm. I'm not really sure what she would do. They better not have killed off Howard the Duck. That's all I'm saying. No, Howard's in this, man. We see Howard the Duck has like a like a stage show. Like like in the background, we see him on Broadway or something. Nice. It's actually pretty sweet because Howard will be in the movie. Yeah. Um. So then we see. Oh yeah, and but then like Thanos does something else. He's like fighting someone or does something, and he causes like a supernova that explodes and it like hits the Earth and it knocks Earth into like a weird orbit. So now Earth's one pretty much destroyed. Like giant tidal waves come and destroy like earthquakes. We see in particular a giant tidal wave uh, come and destroy a Trump hotel property, which is pretty, nice. pretty awesome. Nice. Like it calls out Trump and this is being destroyed. Hope that that's in the movie. is, will that be in the movie is the big thing we got to ask ourselves here. Anything sure. they could keep, that has to be something that they oh, would keep. Come on. Why would you not? Like, um, <laughs> um, earth is also, so it's like winter on earth. Cause it's in further orbit. So there's high stakes. They have to beat Thanos and set things right. Whatever. <laughs> All the heroes go to fight Thanos. Of course, of course, they just get like he's like playing with them. Like he's like fuck off. Like, of course, the Hulk can't do anything. Thor can't do anything. Uh, Wolverine takes his like opportune moment to like uh, pierce Thanos through the heart with his antimantium claws, which Thanos kind of laughs and then turns all of Wolverine's bones to rubber. <laughs> Nice. And then he's just like, <laughs> and he's just on the floor in pain. Thanos is like, dude, what? I, come on. I have well, one What about Hawkeye? Though. What's he up to? I bet he's going to get him, right? I think Hawkeye got wiped out pew, of the purge. There's <laughs> like a single arrow. Like, it's, it's just annoying. So he goes through all of this, and like, I think Thor's tasseling with him again. Like, Thor comes back, and Thanos is slightly distracted, and then Adam Warlock's. The plan is in effect. He's like, go! Silver Surfer, jettis- like, out of nowhere, comes out of, from, like, the periphery of the battlefield, flies in, and the big plan, Brad, is that he's gonna try to grab the Infinity Gauntlet from his hand and then, like, fly away. Which, when it happens, like, he misses by, like, a foot. 
and he's had one job to do. It's like, <laughs> God damn it, Silver Surfer. First, how are you going to get a metal glove off someone's hand, especially when they're in fists, like making fists and like hitting someone? It's just not going to happen. But Silver Surfer like supposedly barely misses it. And Thanos is like, God damn, is, are you guys making a weird plan? Fuck this shit about nerfing myself. I'm going to get all my Infinity Stones back. And he like completely fucks up everybody. And then Adam Warlock's like, God damn, the plan didn't work. What plan was there? How was this a plan, Adam Warlock? Operation Gauntlet Snatch. I want this to be in the movie because it's so ridiculous. It it makes no sense whatsoever. And when you see the panel, because you're like, is he gonna like come in and like like throw his surfboard in his face or something? Like I don't know what's gonna happen with Silver Surfer. Oh, he's just gonna try to reach for the glove and then just fly right past it. Whoopsie daisies. Oh, that's kind of weird. <laughs> Uh, Everyone tried- didn't factor in whoopsie daisies. Damn it. Doom tries to take the glove off of him, and even Thanos calls him out. I was like, dude, like, you can't- that's physically impossible. And what are you doing? Like, Dr. Doom, stop. It just gets kookier from there. I- part of me would absolutely love if this is almost page for page re-reacted on screen, because it would be bonkers to a level we have not seen. So good. Just like Rocket Raccoon is trying to sneak and, and take the, the glove off. <laughs> like everyone does. I it's, it's, just, it's just like a series of like, we just have a, a series, like of a little montage scene of people trying different schemes to, to snatch the glove. Like uh, one, one of them is like, uh, one of them tries to give him like a high five and snatch it. And, they, <laughs> and Thanos is like, don't think so. Just shakes his head. No, it's like, ah. See, that's a better idea than any of the ones that happened. Like, Mephisto tries to at one point. Like, Mephisto, like, turns on and was like, guess what, Thanos? I was pretending to be your friend. I want that glove. And again, Thanos is like, got his fist clenched. It's like, Mephisto, one, why are you telling him this as you're trying to pull the glove off? He can't do it. Um, so uh, Thanos is in line um, to, to go to an ATM, and Alpha's behind him. And uh, Thanos puts his hands in his pocket. <laughs> and, then, and then he feels that Alpha's hands in his pocket, and he turns around like... Alf. And then Alpha's like, whoopsie daisies. And then Howard Duck makes a run for it out of nowhere and tries yeah. to like grab the glove, but it doesn't. But it, but it ends up like a straight up Charlie Brown situation, like falls on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Some, someone does steal the glove from him in a weird moment when he's fighting gods and he kind of discovers that he fights Eternity and, and he wins. And then he kind of discovers that Eter- being Eternity is pretty cool. So he kind of like becomes Eternity and kind of like leaves his body. And that's just enough time for a secret someone who I won't spoil because this may be in the film now that we're talking about it. Ooh. Steals it and then becomes like Thanos. And then Thanos is like, oh, God damn it. And then Death's kind of like, hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> some lover, you turned out to be Thanos. But I'm not going to spoil who it is. Uh, you'll have to wait to see if they do it in the movie. If they don't do it in the movie, I will definitely tell you, I guess. But I want I want Hawkeye to make a paper mache uh, of Infinity <laughs> Gauntlet and try to switch them while Thanos is asleep. That would be pretty sweet. Be great. Because he needs to sleep as like an omniscient, omnipresent, like, yeah. god creature. You know what? I need a rest. So just there's Hawkeye just like slowly sneaking into Thanos' bedroom and like just switching out the gauntlets with the paper mache gauntlet, uh, but then, then like, then Hawkeye looks up and Thanos is staring right at him, like, "Mm, don't think so." 
That would be awesome. I love that. I, I wish that Thanos would be more like, like maybe he's just like, all right, this is cool. Like he's trying to make it work with death. And like we see most of their relationship, but it's very, it feels very real. <laughs> it's a regular, yeah. like there's something about it that's like a little like, what am I what? Like, okay. Like I didn't expect this, but I like it kind of like romance, but like, like a grounded so Thanos, romance. So uh, what do you want for dinner? I don't know. What do you want? I don't know. <sighs> tacos? We did tacos last week. Uh, tacos are always good. <laughs> uh, I don't want tacos. In well, the what do ba- you want? I don't <laughs> care. In the background, we see like heroes, like 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 in the window, like looking. And this, like the only reason that any of it's a problem is they just keep trying to steal the gauntlet. Yes. Like, guys, just let Thanos be him, man. Him and Death are happy. We're just, just watching Ant-Man, Netflix. Like, just watching. I was like, do you want to watch one more episode? I gotta go to work in the morning. All right, all right. Well, you can watch one if you want to. No, no, because then we'll have to rewatch it. No, we'll just. I'll just. I'll. I'll watch something else. Just watch, watch the damn show. I'm just going. It's fine. <gasps> no, I'll just I'll watch something. Well, what are you going to watch? All the while, we see, like, the Hulk, like, trying to be as silent as possible, <laughs> yes. sneaking up behind. And just like, oh, <laughs> so good. So good. Spider-Man, like, slowly lowers, like, uh, on a, like a spider web. Just like, fuck, okay, does everyone be cool? Let's just do this. And then Groot sneezes. <laughs> That's that's what I hope the that that's either yeah, like an end credit scene from the that's first movie leading into the second one. That's what it has to be. I want four of those credit scenes of them trying to do that, and that's what it oh, is. Yes, Marvel. You know my expectations. They're at they couldn't be higher now. After talking through this with Brad, um, I hope you deliver. Also, could we at least get Alf under the Agents of Shield show? Come on, where is he? <laughs> 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 It'd be amazing if Alpha's on Agents of Shield. I mean, why not? I mean, come on, just, just, just do it. <laughs> How would just for an episode? Any, just, just go ahead and just like act like it's completely normal. <laughs> like, I don't, I want no questioning. I just want it to be, yeah, it's, yeah, this is Alf. Yeah, this is this is Agent Gordon Shumway, Agent of Shield. What? What? <laughs> Part of me wants to see him like also appear are on the Netflix Marvel shows. Like this is how Alf is the character that ties all this Marvel Cinematic Universe mm. together. It's not Agent Coulson. Alf took his like took his mantle up, and Alf is like suddenly just there with um um Daredevil, but just Alf like a dude in yeah. a suit animatronic. We surely we have awesome animatronics now, like with the face to make him look like super real with puppetry. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm down. I'm down. That's what's happening. I don't think we're. Yeah, I, I hope that Marvel hears this podcast and realizes that they need to tap Ramjack for some awesome creative ideas uh, yeah. in their brain. Yeah, I mean, and we yes, got it. we've got it. Marvel. There would be a carafe in it for you. I'm sure. I mean, well, if you give us three hundred sixty dollars. <laughs> Bare minute. That's the threshold. It could be over that, but if you yeah. just hit that, you will get a personalized carafe. Again, if you ask for it, because again, like I'm not just. I, this is not a pledge drive. You don't have to give us a certain amount of money to get something. I'm just saying, if if anyone wants to give us an amount of money and then um, request something um, for a lesser of a lesser value, feel free. Fine. Hmm. We don't do we don't do pledge drives on this podcast. But if you want something and you want to give us a lot of money to get something of that costs less money, 
we'll make it happen. It doesn't make sense for you, but we'll do it. <laughs> you want an enamel pin? All right. I mean, we'll do it for less than $120. So we'll make it happen, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Pledge drives are weird. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you, friend. So, Alex, I was listening to uh, Economic Update, uh, um, Richard uh, uh, Wolf's podcast today. Nice. And it's a good podcast. I'm enjoying it. Um, just talking about some economic issues. Um, and then he mentions that, by the way, um, you can see him in a new documentary that's coming out, American Socialist, uh, The Life and Times of Eugene Victor Debs. Richard Wolf's in the documentary. This documentary that I want to see that's apparently only going to only being shown in in New York and Los Angeles. Um, so again, this movie. <laughs> everyone's talking about it. No one's letting me see it. Hey, if if you want to give me a copy of that movie, I'll see what I can do about a carafe. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so at this point, they're teasing you. They're I like just, like going out of their way to particularly say all right we're gonna dangle this in front of brad as many ways as we can i'm telling you i love i love richard wolf he's great email him just be like dude come on i mean well the movie again the movie's only showing in in los angeles and new york right now it's a very small release i eventually it'll be available i'm just annoyed that there's this movie out there that i feel like i might be one of the eight people in the country that really wants to see this documentary (laughs) and everybody's talking about it get to see it Surely, surely, at the very least, he could do is at the premiere, be there, and like Skype you and just like stream it, right? I mean, if he that, knows that, like, that's if you criminal and illegal, not if it's um, your own film. Well, it's not his film. Um, oh. he's just in it. Uh, oh, well, I mean, like, but if you're in it, I assuming you have streaming. Like, who wouldn't work into their contract? By the way, I have the right to stream this at any time. I mean, he, any he place. is like he is like the, the leading like um uh, like professor of Marx, but I don't know if he's uh, redistributing documentaries to the masses. It's probably like, not. He probably didn't realize he could write that into his contract. I mean, if anybody does have it on, in their contract <laughs> that they can redistribute a movie to the masses, um, to the poor um, masses, it's probably Richard D. Wolf. But at the same time, like, I don't think that's the. I'm sure I'll be able to see it at some point. I just, it's crazy to me that this documentary that, like, I first heard about by Jonathan saying, "Who the fuck would want to see this?" <laughs> like, I want to see so desperately, and it keeps coming up in my life. You'll get there. You will get to watch it. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll hear all about it. Yeah. Do a full report. It really, it, it is weird when movies just come out in two places. Well, it's, it's, it's a, rare. It's a, very, it's a very tiny, very specific documentary about fucking, you know, American lab, an American labor leader. So I get that it's not wide release. Um, I just, it just annoys me that I, I heard about it and I keep hearing about it. You're going to hear reviews about, not reviews, but like commentary on it before you actually end up seeing it, surely. I mean, it's not like, I mean, again, it's a documentary about a well-known figure. It's not like there's information that I can't learn on my own or don't already know. True. I just, I just, I just want to see this documentary and I keep hearing about it and it just, it's driving me bonkers. I mean, I, I understand. I mean, there's a lot of things you could, I mean, yeah. But putting this, that this would be like if film. I kept having to see trailers for uh, this uh, Avengers Infinity War, and uh, and but I was not allowed to see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I feel your- I understand. Now it finally hit me in the gut, right, what, what you're experiencing, friend. Huh. I'm seeing articles. I'm seeing articles. I'm I'm seeing Alf on talk shows talking about it. Like, but I can't see the movie. <laughs> um, ho- we'll, hopefully you'll see it soon. Just say hopefully you'll see it soon. There is one. There's one film that I am genuinely excited about seeing, and that is a documentary about Eugene Victor Debs. All these fucking movie pass movies. Uh, they're filling time. Uh, but that is the movie I want to see. <laughs> so, Brad, before we move on to Monsters, I was going to talk a little bit about what's been happening here um, in Cincinnati. I know Jonathan said that he appreciates when he hears about, you know, what's been happening in the family, like updates on Vera, Joey, yes. like um, what's going on around the house, like just what's happening in Cincinnati. And there's a lot of there's a lot of. There was there's some interesting things that's been happening. One, we're doing a lot of renovating in the house. Um, our middle bathroom is, has now been completely retiled and looks beautiful. And I've had to sand and paint the walls, and we're getting ready to put in a new vanity. That's a good time. Nice. Um, there was something else that we did that completely escapes my mind right now, and that's weird because I had to do it, and I don't remember what it was. Oh yeah, we also had our uh, master bedroom repainted, um, which was a, which is a huge place. That was I it took a while, but. Uh, something that was fun that recently happened was that we went to a half price books um, book sale that um, happened at like a convention center you went in and they had like all these books and essentially they were books that half price books can't normally sell because they're so old that I guess no one's in the market for them or oh, nice dude it was awesome just the selections of things like a lot of stuff from the 90s was just there. Um, even like uh, the early 2000s, just out and about. Um, but then like some super old stuff that you're thinking, I High Price Books is sitting on something. Like they, they just have so much, I guess they can't necessarily wade through it. But I wouldn't be shocked if there were some like pretty valuable books somewhere hidden in here because there's just so much. Like it's overwhelming. So you go in, tables upon tables just books everywhere there's boxes of books under the tables and you can't take it all in um there's a dvd section that pretty much has i mean just all the dvds even up to like maybe a few years ago nothing super modern because i guess people grab those but if you ever wanted a dvd you could just go there and clean up because they're like nothing not that DVDs aren't any like nothing already, but it was interesting. And there were people who were there that were filling up shopping carts of just books and movies. Oh, yeah. People that were, like, breaking for lunch. They were like, no, I got my one shopping cart. I got another shopping cart half filled. I packed my lunch. I'm going to sit here just on the outskirts and just take it all in. Wow. Put down a little picnic blanket. Take it all in. This is what I'm doing here. When there's, like... Hundreds of people at this thing in this giant convention center. I'm just gonna stake my claim here. Of course, the line snaked all the way to the back of the uh, place. The line begins back there, sir. You have to go. I... Thankfully, the line moved really, really fast, and there were some people who had like so many books checking out. I'm but sure. good to them for doing this. Um, so we went there, and one of the book series Joey's into, which I. We'll probably talk at length more in a later episode because I'm trying to think of a way to kind of like, I guess, incorporate some more of its uh, uh, its mystery 
into the show when I bring it. Um, and that's Encyclopedia Brown, which was written, uh, let me get, I have one of them here beside me. I have the first one, actually, Boy Detective. Let's see. It was originally kind of, it was originally published in 1963, and they haven't changed any of it. And it's awesome for that fact, because it's kind of got antiquated things from 63 that you wouldn't expect. Um, there's there's a whole gang of kids, Brad, that wear hats like Jughead Jones. That's their th- that's their thing. <laughs> um, their leader is uh, named Bugsy. Uh, so that's awesome. Um, so we were going there. To s- maybe they have some Encyclopedia Brown books. We go overwhelmed. There's no way we'd know where all these books are. Going through, I'm seeing stuff from our childhood, like books that I remember seeing at Scholastic Book Fairs, and like, holy shit, there's this uh, Mario comic book I really wanted when I was a kid but never bought, like the anthology from like the Super, uh, like that was in Nintendo Power. That's pretty awesome. I didn't nice. get it. I didn't get it. Um, but I, we couldn't, uh, there was also, and I kid you not, I sent you and Jonathan an email. There was every Mary-Kate and Ashley Oshland book ever published, like, just yes. there. And uh, if him and Brandon were still doing it, I was like, I will pony up the money right now. It wouldn't be much. I will get the entire collection of Mary-Kate and Ashley Oshland books, because they're Guys, just here. I dropped, I dropped seven George Washingtons, and boom, I got boom, you guys boom, a stack boom. of books. Got them. <laughs> You're set for podcasts for the next three years, guys. It's the entire collection. That was something else that was neat. So the books were pretty haphazard, but if you looked in the boxes or in certain areas, you could tell that some books were, like, in one trade-in. Like the Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen books. It was like someone had collected all of these books and just brought them there, and then they just... Uh, Half Price Books just put them on the, in line right here. So we're looking around, and we happened, just happened to find a box underneath a table that kind of had books in it that we were looking at. I don't know what caught Emily's eye. She saw it. She bent down and opened it, and there were, like, all the Encyclopedia Brown books in here. If we had, like, you could have nice. could have easily passed it. We could have, like, I'm sure tons of people had never touched it. Like, the people put it in there, and it's been there for, like, hours. No one looked, opened it all the Encyclopedia Brown books, but from nice. different time periods. So we've got stuff that was published in the 70s. we got stuff that was published um, in the 80s and stuff that was published in the 90s. So Joey has, like, covers that are completely different, like, eras. Oh, that's awesome. For all that of his Encyclopedia awesome. Brown. It is really awesome. Because there's, like, one of the covers are kids on the street, but it's, like, a realistic portrait. And there's a kid jumping out of the uh, bushes. You know it's Bugsy. Um because he has his hat, but you don't necessarily see it. But he's got, like, a thriller kind of jacket. It's like, oh, of course this book was made in the 80s. The type is, like, Cooper Black. It's like, per- it's like, oh, this is the 80s in a book. and it's But it's a book whose content was made in the 60s. The 70s book is awesome. It, to go through all the illustrative styles and to see how publishers have twisted the formula to make it appeal to different generations, absolutely fascinating. So Joey was like, yes, score! The other thing that Joey found that was actually super cool um, was a book on airships, which let me tell you is kind of hard to find. He did a project yeah. at school. Um, I this is I, I don't know how to present. I'm going to brag a little bit. So guys, guys, listen. Kind of proud. Joey is one of the smartest kids in his class by like a great by a great leap. He's reading at a reading level well beyond like second and third grade. Like he's a smart kid knows math bored with it like we're trying to teach him more advanced math because he's just not and they're like so he did a special project which is just him like 
look, Joey, just do a presentation to the class on anything you want. He chose airships. So we found books about, like, the Hindenburg and airships, but we didn't have this book, which is like, it's like a Time Life volume from, I wanted the 60s. So it has, it's incredibly impressive the amount of photography they have in here and just information because it's not in any of the other books that we have, but like detailed like histories of airships. And it's like a, like a culmination of like eight or 12 different like intense articles, all a little different about airships from Time Life. And there's a letter from the editor in the front that was like an actual letter that whoever traded this in put it in there and it's typed on a typewriter and it's just like, hey, we really hope you enjoy this book. <laughs> and it's signed by an editor. Like, surely they, like, printed, like, someone had to type all of these up. But it's but it's an authentically typed on Time Life. Like, it's like, where did you find... I wasn't with them when they found that. Me and Vera went off on our own stuff. She was, like, going through boxes. She was looking at stuff, like, looking at books. But she's still so little. She doesn't really get it. Right. Um, so I was with her and Joey and Emily went off to find, like... They were trying to find a book on the Titanic because that's what's also what Joey wanted. But instead he found this awesome book on airships. It's fucking... It's just so fucking awesome. Nice. Um, that's really cool. I Dude. Um, but that's that's what's going on. But I... Guys, if you can, if High Press Books has one of these near you, you have to go to it because it is a treasure trove of awesomeness. Like so many little things of like books, I would be like, oh wait a minute, I remember wanting to read that as a kid. Oh, this is the exact book that I held in my hand in the bookstore as a child, and like pointing it out. And of course, Joey's like, whatever. Where's the Encyclopedia Brown books? <laughs> Which was a, a mildly frustrating because he's like, where are these books? There's all these books, Alex, and we haven't found Encyclopedia Brown. Where are they? Can't we ask someone where they are? Isn't there a system to where we can look for it without having to wade through all these books? We're like, Joey, you're making way too much sense. But no, this is basically just like a flea market for book like it's just half price book dumping everything out he's like what the fuck's a flea market we're like oh great kid we'll we'll find it trust super fun that just reminds me of those uh care book sales we used to have in jackson like once a year oh yeah i I know we've mentioned them on the podcast before but i just remember like like a few like going a few years straight and just getting like like uh, like uh paper grocery bags full of books and like i was dropping i think i dropped like the most i spent was like I think 30 bucks and i would say i would save up for this because like you know it was a yearly thing and i and like the books were like dirt cheap it was like a dollar i think it was like a dollar for paperbacks a dollar fifty for most hardbacks like and I, yeah, I dropped like 30 i think 30 dollars in one year and that gives you like reading material for like half a year if not more i mean so much so i like i just remember buying like all these giant like uh, like basically like these giant like college anthologies of like short stories and poetry oh, and plays and God, that'd be oh so amazing. God. So much good stuff. The weirdest thing about the half price book, I don't know where the care book sell books came from. Were they donated? Were they y- Yeah, yeah, I was donated because um what was it? Um because I, I don't know what that I don't because it was like a center uh, it was like, care stood for something and it was just like their excess books, and I think I think they they sold the books to raise money. I was I think it was like like maybe Center for Adult Reading and Enrichment, maybe. Oh, um, I don't know. Those I mean those were awesome. Yeah, but it was huge. But like I'm sure nothing compared to what you went to. I, I there was just so much to take besides besides all the people that were there too. Um, which 
I'm not even sure where to begin. I didn't necessarily see any monsters other than the people that would picnic there for like their midday's lunch because they were going to be there all day filling carts with this stuff. Which I guess, sure, if you're going to get CDs with music and you really are passionate about it and you want to wade through all of these CDs, yeah, I guess. But that's a lot of effort. And you packed a lunch for this? Like, it seemed... That was a little weird to me. Um, But then again, like I was saying, like, everything was still kind of grouped and, like, loose. Like, okay, someone traded in, like, these 20 books and you can kind of tell because of the theme of what they are. Yeah. And you would see, like, a tiny, like, little, like, snippets of someone's like reading like library and what yeah. they traded in and you were thinking to yourself like what did they keep why did they trade in these books that they someone absolutely loved these Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen books what made them trade them in do they feel I, like see, I feel too like that old? scenario like they were like Ooh. their parents were moving and they and they oh. went home and they had to go get re- they went home and they're like oh my god I thought I can't believe these are still here I read these when I was a kid let's get rid of these <laughs> can I sell these what's going on See, in my mind, the, they didn't. The parents didn't know to save them, and they came back, and they were just like yelling, "Mary Kate, Ashley," and like the books aren't there, and they just someone's life is ruined. And yet, I'm holding twenty of them, like stacking them. Like, should I buy all of these, or just like huh. just send them to John? See what happens. I I can't do that. I can't impose that on someone else. You, like someone loves those books, and you're gonna give them to Brandon to rip up. Well, that's something else, too, that I really love about that. Like, some of them were libraries. So some of Joey's Encyclopedia Brown books were from a library. And I'm thinking, how did half-price books get these? Hardcover, like, awesome books, like, bound and, like, protected with plastic? And you're... I... When I was a child, I would have, like... Because in the same vein of the Care Bookstore, if I'd have been there, it would have been, like, an epic event. They had everything. Yeah. So awesome. Like So great. Can't wait for it next year. Really looking forward to it. I love a book sale. Like, I love, like, when, like, libraries, like, do, like, like their excess book sale. Like, anything that just... Something about old books is great. Because there's just so much, and you're, oh, like, who knows what you're going to find. And it's great. Yeah, I mean, that's the same reason I also love libraries. The same... And the book, the book sale kind of incorporates all that, because it's, like, all these are super cheap books. There's, like, things from more than, like, almost 50 years of, like, books here, if not earlier... Like this is awesome. I could think it, it, it. It's just I, I, I'm overwhelmed with all. I like. Yeah. It was a good time for sure. You know, I I, I really want to go to a flea market now. It's been so I know, long right? since I've been to a flea market. Like just because like I, yeah, that would be. I just want just to see what like what, what you could find. So huh. s- something else. It was kind of a weird weekend of nostalgia. So while we're there, somehow over the weekend, Joey became infatuated with G.I. Joe. Um, friend, they don't make G.I. Joes anymore, and I can understand because of all the... Po- I, yeah. You, it's a different time. Let's not celebrate the military. Yeah. But G.I. Joes isn't... I mean, it is the military, but not really. Like, they don't have, like, a... I mean, the closest thing to military is, like, Duke, who's the leader, but everyone else is just kind of, like, spies or, like... Like, the one guy, Sergeant Slaughter, is kind of more like a wrestler that's, like, a drill sergeant guy. Yeah. Like, it's just, well, like... like these That's, aren't real I mean, soldiers. Yeah. 80s G.I. Joe was like, yeah, we're, we're going to use this, but we're going to make this 80s style. Yeah. So I, w- I was telling Joey about it. We watched, we rewatched um, uh, the toys that made us on Netflix, the episode about G.I. Joe. Oh, we were in an antique mall, which was also awesome. So it really was like a weekend of just like crazy nostalgia. Nice. 
Um, we found a, a cabinet where someone was actually like re like making their own minifigures for Legos. So they would get the Legos and then like through like screen printing or something like make popular like current pop culture Lego figures that Lego isn't making. They had like a whole uh, Stranger Things set, which was all like they look like they are professionally made. It's just, like, from any and everything in pop culture. It was actually fucking awesome. But beside that was a cabinet with an old G.I. Joe, and it wasn't the giant aircraft carrier, but it was a smaller one. And Joey was like, where? This is awesome. What is this from? I'm like, oh, it's, it's a G.I. Joe. This is a smaller. They made one that was seven feet long. He's like, what? So we watched it and acted that. So we were on YouTube, like, watching, like, commercials from the 90s. And it was slowly wow. going backwards of G.I. Joe, which was great because the commercials from G.I. Joe in the 90s told a story. So, like, you would see, like, this is the brand new toy. Cobra Commander's really giving it to the Joes, but they've got this toy. And then, like, at the end, you would see Destro, like, I'm going to get you, Joe. And Duke would say, not today. But then, like, Duke got captured. Duke was tortured. Duke got brainwashed, was fighting for Cobra. But guess what? Duke didn't actually get brainwashed. He tricks and, and like, they capture Destro. And then Destro tricks them and breaks out but it's like a this is like a sequence we were watching it backwards because they were going backwards in time so we saw the end back to the beginning nice. and you're thinking this is how commercials should be made for toys i'm getting a story through all of this and the vehicle one vehicle was a chainsaw it was just basically a giant circular saw that a cobra guy set in and just like would plow through tanks and you're thinking okay gi joe okay military Praising aside, there were some badass toys from the G.I. Joe, like, laser shooting era. But Joey was watching it thinking, Joey was like, Alex, I gotta get G.I. Joe's. What the, did you have any of the vehicle? Like, are there any in Jackson? So I'm texting my parents. Do you, I know we had, like, we couldn't find some of my toys from childhood. We found some last time we came, but Joey really wants to see these G.I. Joe's. And we think we know where they are. But then he's like, you didn't have any of the vehicles, did you, Alex? That sucks. I really want that aircraft carrier. The seven foot long, hard yeah. to find, like worth hundreds if not thousands of dollars right now. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I remember um I remember going over to um do you remember uh, Karen Campbell? Yeah. Her brother, uh, Jay, had the giant fucking seven foot aircraft That's carrier awesome. thing. Um and I just remember going over to their house one time and seeing this thing and I I was never into G.I. Joe because like I like even as a kid I was like military's gross. Um yeah. it's just not my thing. Um but I do remember like always looking at the toys like wow some of these are pretty neat, but this is not this is not my thing. Um but that I was like that's crazy because it was just so damn big. <laughs> and the crazy thing about G.I. Joe was like, yeah, they would have the they would have that giant fucking seven foot aircraft carrier and all these crazy vehicles, but the figures were like super tiny. Yeah. So it like, almost felt like it was to scale. It's like, oh yeah, yeah seven foot, that's a real aircraft carrier for a Joe. I'm like recreating this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they but they they did a lot of big toys. Like, the seven-foot one was the biggest, but there were some that were, like, five or six feet. There was there was a G.I. Joe Citadel where you could roll your tank into it, and the tank would have cover inside of it, and, like, the gun would, like, go out the front, and then you could roll other vehicles into it. Like, it was huge. That's so cool. Like, I... I follow a couple of like uh, like vintage eighty toy things on Instagram mm -hmm. um, because it is an amazing nostalgia trip. Um, but every once in a while, I'll see like um, they'll they have like, they'll show like ads from like uh, from like you know catalogs and stuff, uh -huh. and like it always 
blows my mind when I see like an ad for like um like He-Man stuff and I see Castle Grayskull and it was like twenty dollars. No way. And I'm like, what? I couldn't. What? As an adult right now, even judging, what, what, what would the inflation be? Forty bucks now? Maybe? Maybe fifty? Uh, I even okay, twenty dollars yeah. even back then. Yeah, that's that's an easy birthday, easy Christmas present. Easy. <laughs> How it's come? An easy like I, oh I'm I, I happen to be in the store um, and I oh. saw this on a shelf. You like, want the cast? <laughs> like, that I might mean, be. Yeah. I, I went to the grocery store to buy an onion. <laughs> oh, I came home with Castle Grayskull. <laughs> I think it, ha- it can happen into your car easy. Easy. I, 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 I can put more than $20 in my gas tank. <laughs> like I, I was thinking in the 90s. I don't I don't. Well, that would yeah. be the 80s. In yeah. inflation, surely it was more than just 20 Like now it'd be like, yeah. yeah. Well, I, they made like they made like a new like uh, one a couple of years and made a Castle Grayskull a couple of years ago and it was like insanely expensive. Like I mean, and it's stupidly huge because it's of course bigger. Oh, yeah. Um, but, and, like, I just, I see people online, I'm like, first of all, you can't buy that. Like, you can't buy that. It's way, it was, like, $250 or something, and it's gigantic, and I'm like, no, you can't. You have to have, like, a dedicated (laughs) room to purchase this. Like, no. No kids playing with this. So that's something, that's a, that's a conundrum we have here. So Joey wants G.I. Joe's now, and he wants the ones that I have in Jackson, so they better be there when we go back, or I don't know what's gonna happen. (laughs) But I f- I'm finding, well, okay, so I go to eBay and Amazon, and they have, like, new G.I. Joes, but they were the ones that were released a few years ago, like the Anniversary Edition, and the cheapest one is, like, $30 for one G.I. Joe. Yeah. And I'm thinking, first off, even if I wanted to, blow, like, spend $30 on, like, a single G.I. Joe that was unopened... I can't do that to collectors. There are people who are collecting G.I. Joes that want these unopened, pristine toys. Yeah. Joey's going to open it and play with it. I'm like, I can't do that to I, these faceless collectors. I know that they're adults buying toys, but, but I mean, that's fine. I can't do that. I can't buy uh, an anniversary Cobra Commander just so that we can have it in our like basement and play with it. I can't do that. But I could buy the old toys, like loose they can't yeah. be that expensive so i there's actually one of the one of the people you peeped me to who's in ohio his toy store i thought it was all the way in columbus it's not it's only like 20 minutes from here like in between yeah. cincinnati and another city called dayton i'm thinking we're gonna make a run there because i know i've seen like loose gi joes there i'm thinking we go and uh see what they've got going on so that's that's something that's happened like if it wasn't Encyclopedia Brown, it's G.I. Joe, it's... I, <laughs> I, like, what I would do is I would, like, maybe email that dude and be like, hey, my kid's, like, really... Like, I'm just looking for some beater... <laughs> like, I'm just looking for some beater G.I. Joes. Like, if you see anything, like... Because, like, I'm sure, like, somebody like that that, like, buys them in bulk, if he get, If, you know, he probably get He buys them in lots, probably. And, like, if there's a couple that are off, that maybe he would give you, like... A, maybe you get, like, a set of, like, ones that are pretty beat up. For on the real cheap, if he knows oh, somebody's yeah. interested, I may have to do that. That, that might just be to make to sure, because if I walk into a vintage toy store with Joey, like without like a goal, like uh, even GI Joe, he'd be like, "Oh, I want this one, this one, and this one." The unopened anniversary ones. Yeah. That'll be one hundred and thirty dollars, please. Also, exactly. <laughs> we got like five figures. What the fuck's going on? Yeah, um, I try, yeah. See, because I because I just know like 
I like yeah. I, I've seen a couple of things. Uh, cause like there's people, cause like people will buy like I know especially with, like He-Man stuff. They'll buy like beat up or broken stuff to make custom figures out of. Cause that's a thing that's real crazy. Oh. But you can apparently buy like pieces and broken stuff, and you can get them. Like there's there's people that are like this is what they do, and they figure out all the schemes of getting things on the cheap. It's I mean, a pretty I would, crazy world. What would I mean? I would pay a few dollars for like a GI sure. Joe figure. Like I'm not expecting sure. to pay like fifty cents. I'm like, yeah, I, I expect them yeah. to be like five dollars a piece. It's yeah. fine. I don't. That's perfectly reasonable. It's fine. Yeah. Are there yeah. a few weapons in there, too? I don't know. I mean, I guess put a gun in or a club. I don't remember what their weapons were. Just like a whole assortment of gun, like an arsenal, but... Yeah. Um, you mentioned He-Man. I want to throw this out really quick. So, we've talked about it on the show before. Um, Injustice. Uh, have you heard about this? I saw, I saw this yesterday. There is, uh... It's a tie-in comic, so I guess it's sandwiched between Injustice and Injustice 2. Maybe where Batman opens up a like a like portals to other universes, just asking people for help about look. I've exhausted everything that can happen in this DC universe. Hey, other universe, can you help? And one of those universes is Eternia. <laughs> sure. How sure. can this go down? Like, listen. Are I, you excited? Are you are you are you on board? Are you going to try to read this at some point? Um, I don't know. I- How could He Man do? What would He Man do? Is Castle Grayskull going to take on Superman? I I mean, why not? But I mean, how? Well, there, well, there was, like, um, back in the day, there was a He-Man um, and Superman comic, like, crossover. Like, early, like, in the 80s. Like, early, early, early days. But, like, how do they... In fact, I think it may, He-Man may have been, even been introduced in, um, like, Superman versus He-Man or something like that. So Superman's vulnerable to magic. So I'm guessing He-Man's power is magic in a way? Yeah. Like, I'm assuming that's what... How it, yep. it would work. That's how he but can I, go toe to see, toe. I want to see Mossman versus Swampnark. <laughs> That's just what I want to see. Skeletor, like in his uh, like, I be, basically band I want, this, I want Injustice Three to be because I know um, they just released um, um, the uh, they released Ninja Turtles for the Injustice Two game. Yeah, um, but I want Injustice Three to have Heat Man characters because I want to see Swamp Swampnark versus uh, Mossman. How? So, but also, just the insanity of Batman opening the temporal wall to be like, oh, uh, hey, He-Man and folks, can you come help us out? Oh, hey, Ninja Turtles, <laughs> whatever the fuck so you weird. are. Can you, are Turtles in a half shell, can you come help? They have no chance. The Turtles could never take no. on Superman. Yeah. No. They're teenagers, too, like they're kids. <laughs> Batman, you've become a monster. <laughs> Hey, Batman, could you please leave these teenagers alone? Look, I know you love endangering children. Like, that's kind of yes. your thing. Like, Robin. you just Every get, a Robin. Re- get a real hard on for, like, putting kids in danger. I get it. But, like, leave these teenagers alone. Yeah, just leave them alone. They I, just want to eat pizza. Fuck I, off. I really want He-Man to fight. I want all of them, man-at-arms, to, like, just get, like, to just be their voice of reason and it's like, I'm out. Like guys, what? Can, I'm a man and I'm a robot, like enhancer cyborg dude. I can't do this, but I want Orko to be the one that almost beats Superman because he's a magic guy. Like that's his thing. If anyone can beat Superman, Orko comes out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and then like, and and then he almost. But of course he can't because Superman comes back. Maybe Orko's the one that traps Superman. And in, like, I haven't I, finished the first. I, I want to see. Injustice. I want to see Orko versus the Joker. <laughs> 
<gasps> we can't. Can't. Can't say why, but spoilers, the Joker's not around. At least not in the way that, that you would think. At least not in the way that you would think. Well, who who know who knows in these fucking comics, like if Alf shows up with the Infinity Gauntlet and in Injustice Four, that, that would be the craziest crossover. That's what happens at the end of the Infinity War. <laughs> we see Batman come out. Hey, is anyone's mom here named Martha? <laughs> and Thanos is like, "What the fuck is this?" And he's like, "I need help beating Superman." And that's that's when Marvel and DC like come together. It's like, "All right, DC, we'll help you out. We know how to make these movies." I like it. I like doing it. injustice. Friends, it is that super special time of the week where we chat about monsters. It's Monsters, our favorite show. It's starting. Guys, as always, we have a minute on the clock. Can we summarize it in a minute on the dot and become Bravehearts once again? Or will we forget and go over? Will we be jumps and do it in less than 55 seconds? Or will we just do adequately, summarizing in between 55 to a minute? I don't know yet. I don't even I don't even know who's summarizing this episode. I'm assuming it's me, but it might not be. It is you. It's you, friend. Um, This episode of Monsters is titled what again? Um, The Gift. The Gift. The Gift. (laughs) All right. I think I'm just going to try it. You ready for this? All right. Mm -hmm. All right. And you will be going in three, two, one, go. So um, two guys decide to kidnap a rich person's son. And oddly enough, the son's kind of nonchalant about it. One of these people is a Bogota, which is interesting. Um, so they go to like an abandoned like house shack thing in the woods, uh, and they are holding him for a ransom. Um, th- out of nowhere, this like monster guy comes into the house, and of course they try to kill him by shooting him. And the monster, they put him in the basement. They lock the kid in the basement too, and they like chain up that monster and get that kid down there. It'll it'll teach him to be like an uppity rich kid. Turns out the monster is like a someone who has powers that can change to human form if they want, and it's like a like a super creature or whatever. Um, he feels kind of bad for the kid, and the kid proves himself. So the monster gives the kid his powers, which allows him to overpower like uh, the hostage guys and get out. But after the fact, because his dad already gives him the money, kind of. It's kind of weird, guys, on this week in Monsters. One minute! I'd like to thank Abe Pagoda. I'd like to thank you, friend. I'd like to thank the Ramjack listeners. Um, so, this episode of Monsters is weird. What I've learned about Monsters is that they're super small casts, and the ideas are kind of neat, but they kind of, like, have weird endings. I like. I fully admit. Like, I, I like this month has been very difficult for me. Um, it, now it's been good in the fact that um, both Monsters and Swamp Thing are short, short television shows. Very true. Um, but to find episodes that I think were weird enough to talk about, I've really had to do some research and watched a few episodes. And this this one uh, was definitely uh, it's definitely a weird episode. I watched a couple others, and I I watched one. I watched a zombie episode. Um, it was bizarre. Like, there's a lot. This is a weird fucking show. But this episode is particularly bizarre. So, I just summarized the whole thing for you. 
and it's there's not much else to it. Yeah, which is another weird thing. Uh, every episode of this, it's the, it's such a short show to begin with. Like it's so like the fact that the episodes are twenty minutes long, and they always feel like it's like half an idea. <laughs> So, it starts out with Ape and Goat and this other guy, like, they've kidnapped a rich guy's son, and they're gonna hold him for ransom, but they're all kind of real casual about it. Like, the kid's like, what are we doing here? What's going on? I knew you were just holding me, you are gonna hold me for ransom. Alright. Does this kid seem familiar to you? Oh yeah, definitely. But I can't right. place him. Yeah, I looked him up on IMDb, and it says that he's, he, this, and like two appearances on the Dave Letterman show, or his only credits, but I'm like, no, I know I've seen this kid in shit, like, I don't know if he went by a different name, or if he was uncredited in something, but, or maybe he's just like, he's good at playing the smarmy rich kid, and is really filling the part, cause like, I swear I've seen him on something. I mean, I, 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 he looks really familiar. Again, it's so weird to know this show went on for three seasons, given yeah. these episodes, because I, there's nothing, I'm assuming, these are just for children, right? Well, they can't be, because there were, like, weird adult themes in the last episode. This episode is for kids, kind of, right? Kind of, yeah. It, it's, it, it is a, it's so weird, because I, I don't know. I don't know who this is for, like... <laughs> It is bizarre. I mean, because, like, there was the show Amazing Stories that I feel is very similar to this, but I feel like that was much more kid- that was much more kid-friendly. This- because the thing is, again, to remember that there was Tales from the Dark Side, which was a little darker, and this is kind of what followed that. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's a- it's a little lighter. It's not as spooky, but it's definitely playing towards, like, I don't- it's not for kids. I feel it's for, like, tweens. It's, <laughs> like, it's a real weird market that I don't quite understand. Yeah, I don't... Because I wouldn't say it's necessarily for kids, because, like, some of them were, like, some of the episodes, especially some of the ones I've watched, are a little creepier. Interesting. I mean, you're the one who surveyed more of it. I'm just yeah. going off the last episode, which was super weird, in this episode. It's, it's very tongue-in-cheek, but, like... It, it's it's a real weird it's really weird it's in the middle of like um a tales from the crypt or like an outer limits and like and like an amazing stories that's more for children it's a, it's a real weird area that i don't quite understand i know i as a child very much enjoyed it um well there you go i mean i guess it is for kids yeah. now that i think about it it's not i mean it's not too different than the stuff Joey's into, like Five Nights at Freddy's. It's actually really disturbing when you think about, like, what's happening yeah. in it. That duck season game. It's about a... a kid, kids <laughs> like creepy stuff, like, yeah. a lot of the times. Like, yeah. Nothing wrong. It's natural. No, it's completely natural. But, like, I, I feel like something, especially you think it's something that would be made now would be much more... Uh, there wouldn't be so many rough edges or things that are, could be potentially um, oh, as yeah. frightening as some of these things. Um, so, there's a really good uh, vampire episode. Um, really? A pull shark vampire episode that I watched. I remember reading the synopsis of that. Maybe I'm just going to look into some more monsters on my own time, just whenever I... Because now I'm intrigued. Like, now I'm just like, well, Brad sighed heavily. Are you are you saying don't? Just like... No, no, I'm saying, yeah, I'm don't? saying go okay. for it, go for it. Okay, okay. So, in this, so we have Sid, who's a a Vagoda, and we have Kirby, who's a guy named Brad Greenquest. Um, they've kidnapped Jeffrey, who's the kid, 
Uh, and they've taken him to um, basically a mountain hideaway in the woods. Yeah, well, they say it's an old farmhouse. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. then, an abandoned old farmhouse. Because they first, when they first go in there, I'm like, okay, is this like the grandpa, the dad, and the son? Because of the way, like, the dynamic is kind of weird. Yeah. But then you quickly realize, oh, they kidnapped him, and yeah. they're gonna, they're gonna have this kid's father uh, chopper out uh, the money and drop it. And then they're going to somehow get... Well, I think they're going to... Their ultimate plan is to kill the kid. They're like, all right, 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 right. we'll get the money, we'll kill the kid. But then it's like almost like... I, I wonder if this inspired the guy. Uh, I think his name is... Was it Christopher Nolan who wrote the second Batman movie, The Dark Knight? At the beginning where like the Joker has all the guys double cross each other. Because that's what's going to happen here. Sid and Kirby are going to double... How we know that, we'll tell you in a second. But basically, we know that Sid's going to kill Kirby, and Kirby plans to kill Sid and take all the money for themselves. And of course, they're going to kill the kid. Just going to waste, the, gonna waste the kid. I love that it starts, and Abe Vigoda is talking about redistributing the wealth, like immediately. He's like, that "Listen, some sweet. people have too much money, and your dad's one of them." And I'm like, "You know what, Abe Vigoda? Fuck yeah, let's do it. Let's rob the wealthy." I mean, we were all on board at the beginning. This yeah. is when he started to, like, want to kill people that I was like, all yeah. right, Abe. Like, you shouldn't kidnap children. No. Um, you shouldn't kill people. No. But I'm all about from taking money from the wealthy. I like that. Oh, yeah. we It's something all of us can get behind in these harsh economic times. I'm okay uh, with killing the wealthy under the right <laughs> circumstances. But, like, don't, don't, don't. But this, I will say. But not when it's kid, a kid. This kid is like it seems like shit from the beginning. I, early on, I was like, you know what, I, I'm all right if this kid dies. Well, he's kind of a jerk, and they try to redeem him in the eyes of the beast. Oh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, so the, it's really cold. So they go down in the basement of this old farmhouse to try to find like blankets, because okay. And when they go down there, oh, what's here? Is some sort of like weird humanoid beast creature. Yeah, and I love they're like, oh, it's some kind of animal. Is it? Because it's wearing clothes. <laughs> it looks like a human. It can stand upright. Like, it's like, no, guys. It looks like the Beast from the Beauty and the Beast TV show. Yeah. So Like, it doesn't look anything like an animal. It looks like a weird human. So Sid shoots it out of fear, out of just impulse, and they wound it. And they're like, and He oh. shoots it a couple of times as well. Like, loads it up. And they're all kind of scared, so they decide... I guess to get this uppity kid, because the kid tries to escape a few times. They're like, "All right, kid, learn know know your place. Um, we're gonna tie, we're gonna chain you and the beast next to each other, and you're just gonna have to stay with this beast." Ah! And they go upstairs. I guess they're gonna kill the kid anyway, so they think if this beast gets free and kills the kid, the blood's not on them. Yeah. Fair enough. Whatever. Um, Brad, what twist? What twist do they lay on us out of nowhere? Besides the fact that there's a beast in the basement, that's weird enough. Huh. What comes next? Like what? Um. Well, there's a lot. A lot of things that come next. Uh, first thing we find out is that um, once this beast man touches you, he can then communicate telepathically. Oh. So, so there's that. But like, communicate more than just like thoughts. I guess, I mean, you can do, like, vivid hallucinations, because he's talking to Jeffrey, and Jeffrey is not as weirded out as he should be, mm -hmm. but then he's like, 
Jeffrey, just so you know, I can also change into a human. My human form looks like this, and like basically like R two D two hologram style, and kind of like appears in the in the room, like kind of like a ghost apparition. It's all in his head because it's telepathic. Right. But then he's like saying, "In my true beast form, I look like this." But because I'm hurt, I look like this. It's like, oh, thanks, Beast Man. Cool. Uh. And he's like, well, can you get out of the chains? Oh, I, I could if I changed back to my human form. But the problem is I have 12 bullets. I have a dozen bullets in me. So it would kill me immediately. So I have to keep looking like a monster man. First of all, a dozen bullets. You didn't get shot a dozen times. <laughs> so what happened? He was Where in... were you before Abe Vigoda shot you? He's recuperating from, I guess, hunters accidentally shooting at him or doing good and like, getting shot in the process because that's what he does, right? Like, the whole story behind the Beast is weird. Yeah. But, like, this is... This feels like a real weird fairy tale. Oh, yeah. Like... That's what they had to do in the writer's room. Let's do a modern, kind of gritty fairy tale. Because what we learn is, the backstory, is that two... This guy... This this person is 200 years old. And during the Revolutionary War... Um... He was given a gift uh, by an old man um, who gave him the, the power to turn into this creature. Um, and it also gave him extra long life and all kinds of superpowers. He's kind of a werewolf, I guess. Meets, meets hedgehog, meets I mean, beast. Uh, like, I don't... I mean, he can choose to look like whatever he wants, but he also has the, the ability to change into this creature thing, um, which I guess is more invulnerable and lives longer and whatever the fuck. It's like his super form. Yeah. But he can also look like anything because he's a shapeshifter. Yeah. It's kind of strange. And the kid's like, wow, uh, so why did he choose you to give those powers? I don't know. Don't know. Just got them. Cool. That's right. Can it help us now? Oh, wait. No. Well, then fuck. (laughs) So um, at one point... They bring the kid up to um because they're they're they get a radio call from uh, the guy that works for the father, um and they're like all right I'll put the kid on the radio and they put them they put him on and they're like hey are you okay yeah I guess oh by the way I'm at the farmhouse like well they cut him off they cut him off and they're like all right and I love Abe Vigoda's like you know what if you hadn't tried to fuck around you could have stayed up here upstairs with us <laughs> but you tried to fuck around. So you're going back to the basement with a monster. <laughs> Two F-bombs in a in a family hour television show. It's pretty amazing. Crazy. It's pretty amazing. crazy. I just love that it's Abe Vigoda. <laughs> yeah, it like, is pretty sweet. Half of my choosing this episode is purely on the fact that Abe Vigoda is in this. <laughs> I love it. So crazy. Um. So when he goes back down, more things come to light. So apparently, I don't know if it was somehow the Beast can read the thoughts of the of the two men upstairs so he that's when we learned that kirby is planning on icing sid once they get the money and sid is going to kill kirby oh and they both plan on killing the children the child and the beast but i love how the the kid says like can you can you like read their minds and the beast says i'll try he reads their minds and um gets this information and he said and he tells the kid they're going to kill us like the way he presents it is so panic-inducing. Yeah. Does he even tell them that they plan on killing each other? Because I don't remember no, that. No. So he, he's like, they plan to kill us, and like, kid starts having a freak out. Oh yeah. And it's like, well, 
You got all these superpowers. Like, you're supposed to, like, you're supposed to, like, help people. Like, what the fuck are you? Why can't you fucking do anything? Um, but at the same time, I don't know, this kid's accent and, like, everything about him is, like, a smarmy rich kid. I'm like, fuck you, kid. Oh, yeah. There's a like, few things. At one point, he's like, why is this happening to me? And he yeah. says it in, like, a whiny rich kid voice. And you're like, well, kid. Uh, I'm like, I'm, fuck you. I'm, I, hope, I can't wait for you to be dead. Yeah, I've got a few ideas why this is happening you. to you. Yeah. And, but then, he, but he goes through, like, a range of emotion of, like, rage. And even, he, he kind of is like, ah, your powers suck. This is stupid. I'm sorry, beast man. I lashed out in anger. But why is this like, happening to me? Like fuck! Like listen, uh, uh, kid, you 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 turn into a smarmy rich kid one more time. Um, I'm gonna be fucking calling Abe Vigoda a straight up class hero and like be rooting for him to burn your corpse. <laughs> so they're running out of time because they're gonna get the the ransom stuff pretty soon. So this is when I guess the test kind of starts. Oh so so the creature thing or the beast man thinks, huh? There may be something in this kid. So he's like, hey, listen up. Jeffrey, um... I've got another superpower that I forgot to tell you about. <laughs> Listen, this has been 20 minutes, and you've had eight different superpowers that you're telling me about one after the other. It's like a kid making up powers as they go along to kind of really one-up. I can actually also fly, and I'm invulnerable to, like, bad guys. <laughs> um, yeah, hey, Jeff. Uh, so I've also got this other power that I can trade, uh, uh, your... I can trade your mind with any other kid's mind in the world. Um, so they would just trade places with you. Um, so I could do that if you wanted. The kid doesn't ask the obvious question. Like, I thought the kid was going to say stuff like, "What could I, could I pick a rich kid? Like another kid so I'm just like, you know, still in the same income bracket because we, we all know class is a thing. Right. And the beast would be like, of course it is. Yes, I would, I would make sure. And then, but he, but the kid's like, he thinks about it and weighs it and says, you know what, beast man? No. Because if I did that, I'd be just like those guys upstairs. And I can't do that. I couldn't. I couldn't kill a kid, even like, like even like as an accessory. Because I mean, technically, you would be killing them because you would be trading our minds. But I can't oh. willingly participate in something like that. You should have just not told me and done it. No, he doesn't say that. But <laughs> <laughs> though it does well, ask, you did, also didn't ask the tell question. me and didn't ask my permission. There's nothing I could do to stop you. I just don't want to be responsible. <laughs> so then. The beast man takes this to be like, oh, he's the he's the one I've been looking for. You know, I was thinking of giving up this 300 year life or whatever, because I'm just bored. Even though I have shape shifting powers and can like do a lot of cool shit. I'm just, I mean, I just, you know what? Maybe this person was sent to me for a reason. Hey kid, I got another power I haven't told you about. <laughs> What's that? Come closer. I give you the care. And he gives the kid the power of Beast Man. <laughs> so, upstairs, Abe Vigoda's like, Hey, uh, partner, uh, they dropped the money. He's like, oh yeah, let's go get it. Not so fast. Bang, 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 bang. Ha <laughs> Vigoda. Abe Vigoda turns around firing. It's awesome. <laughs> He's so, ah, oh, so great. Dare I say it's nearly badass. He just turns around and is yeah. like, bam, just like, cap, cap. And the guy doesn't expect He's yeah. like, Ugh, dies. So great. Fucking Abe Vigoda. Like, so fucking awesome. So Abe, who says this at least once in the, the course of the television show, says, uh, you know what? You know what I said, Kirby? No eyewitnesses. So he goes downstairs to kill the kid and the beast. 
Only this time, he sees a weird man dressed in, like, revolutionary clothes, I think. Kind of. And he's like, what? And then a new beast shows up. <laughs> well, he sees, he sees the prince from Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a better description of what he actually sees. And he's yeah. like, what? Oh. Yeah, and then this, and then the kid who's all monstered up, like, like, knocks the gun out of his hand with the chain, and then fucking strangles him. <laughs> Does he end like, up killing him? I think so. Which wasn't that the whole, wasn't that the whole test that he's not a murderer? He's not gonna be like those guys. Well, guess what, kid? Uh, you either live long enough, to, <laughs> you either die the hero, or live long enough to become the monster. I. So you fucking oh. you fucking killed a, a would be class hero, <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like telling him like as he's dying because he's human now. So like all those twelve bullets are in him, and he's excruciating. Like he'll be bleeding out for three hours, just like uh, in and out of consciousness. He's like, uh, Jeffrey, and, and Jeffrey's as a beast, confused. He's like, no, beast man. Cut to credits. It well, just fucking weirder. ends. Yeah, he's like dying um, in Beast Jeffrey's arms, and then like it, it, it like the camera like zooms on an, on on Monster Jeffrey's face, but then it fades to like an image of Jeffrey, and then back to the monster, just in case we weren't clear that he, that the not Jeffrey Monster was still Jeffrey, like like we somehow didn't get like it was a big reveal, like but who's that other monster? Oh wait, it's Jeffrey. It was very clear. I mean, I know this is seemingly possibly a show for children, but I still think it was very clear what was happening in the episode. It's not a reveal. See, I almost want... I don't think Joey would like this, but I almost want to see what he would think of it, because I wonder if if during the revelations of like the kid in the basement, because those are very kid-like things to go through, like, why is this happening to me? Would I trade places with another kid? Like, that's a that's a basic moral question that a tiny child or teenagers playing truth or dare would ask each other. And I could see them, like, like Joey going, like, hmm, you know what? That is the right answer. And then to also get beast powers. The whole beast thing is just... It's, it's very weird. Yeah, it's... The whole thing is weird. I... It's... But that's the episode, guys. That I is, don't. That's the episode, yeah. Who wins and who loses? I, I guess, um, maybe oh, the rich Kirby? kid with superpowers. Who well, he wins, right? Or does he lose? Oh, he wins by far. He's, he's already, he's already a rich kid. Um, yeah. But now he's a rich kid with superpowers that can live forever. Like he can shape shift. I mean, he's a shape. He's he's a fucking shape shifting one percenter. Like. The world I mean, is his oyster. Oh, what can't he do? Um, does Kirby lose the guy who just got wasted by Abe Vagoda? Vagoda? Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. Definitely. I'm gonna kill this old man. And it, Sid just, he, Abe turns around and just caps his ass. Just so, cap, cap. I, no, like, oh, they dropped the so money. So fucking cool. Well, Sid, there's something. Duh, 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 oh, like, no chance. Like, just, I admire that. Like, I wish there were more things where Abe Vagoda just came out just shooting. I want to rewatch The Godfather now. Oh, yeah. I would love if there was a scene very similar. Like, this was also like, you know what? Hey, we're going to give you a shot, and we're going to recreate one of the scenes where you shot in Godfather. Tessio does a lot. I, I, I Definitely in the book, Tessio does a lot of badass stuff. So, 
Best dressed? Worst dressed? I don't even know. God. There's only four people in this whole thing. Yeah. Unless you count Beastman's other personas. Or fursonas. I'm not sure how to... Okay, oh, it's definitely not Beastman. <laughs> it's definitely not Beastman as um, Prince from The Little Mermaid. Because those are both lame. I think it's Abe Vigoda. Abe Wood's best dress. He's got a sweater vest and a tie. And I think... Like that uh, rich kid in a, in a sweater can fuck off. Like, oh, I got yeah. no time for that as best dressed. Kirby, I mean, you're trying, buddy, but no. Abe, Abe takes best dressed. Yeah. Um... But worst dress has to be Beast Man as the prince from Little Mermaid, right? Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, what Kirby is that the other kidnapper? Yeah. Um, I mean he's got a he's got a pretty schlubby like plaid shirt and jacket that I don't like. But what is it like? It's I, appropriate it's, for the times. Yeah, it's not for what. Why is this Beast Man wearing two hundred year old clothes? Did the clothes like, not age either? I mean, seemingly, he because he says he's able to turn from human to beast man. It's not like he's trapped in the beast man body. No. So, like, wh- why why would he, in his human form, still be wearing his clothes from 200 years ago? Dude, I mean, that's another question for everything that does that. Like, any time you see something like, why do ghosts in movies wear their old clothes? Like, why are clothes something that... I mean, other than for very con- for convenience and decency's sake, yeah. also transcend life. <laughs> oh, I'm a beast man with powers? I just have my clothes from 200 years ago. It's my thing. It's my style. I'm not going to look. God, what if that means? Kids today are wearing, like, like <laughs> tight jeans. Fuck that shit. What <laughs> if that means for the next 200 years, every time Jeffrey turns back into a human, he's going to be wearing that, that shitty fucking sweater? Dude, he's going to turn into a child. He's gonna like I don't know, a, how... he's gonna turn into a, a, a like a fucking pre, a, like an, a a late eighties prep school fucking kid. We don't know all the nightmares he might be going through. Like, can he age? Like, he can't. He won't die because the other guy didn't die. But the other guy hasn't aged since he turned into the Beast Man. Does that mean Jeffrey's a kid stuck like this? <sighs> it's almost like the Hulk. Like, I can turn into a giant beast creature and then I'm gonna down to my normal size forever. I don't know how it works, but it would be it would be more than this show would be willing to give to answer any of these questions. That would take at least 22 minutes, Alex. We don't have that kind of time. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, that's monsters. I next uh, soon we'll be talking about real life monsters. Um, I yeah. hope you enjoyed our our monster month. We have other themes coming up, guys. Thank Indeed. you so much. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. It's always a pleasure. We have voicemails to get through, but guys, to do anything, like send us stuff, go to the website, ramjackpodcast.com, go to the Facebook group. It's a good time. There's tons of ways you can get in contact with us. But we have um, voicemails and correspondence from our old stomping ground. We do. We do indeed. Hey, Ramjack. This is uh, Alan the Librarian. And uh, recently I took a detour in Jackson, Tennessee, and... uh, Checked out an old haunt of yours, uh, the Casey Jones Village, uh, and had a, had a couple questions and comments for you guys. Uh, maybe you could shed, uh, shed some light on a few things. Um, first of all, I'll say the buffet, uh, the, the actual food, pretty good. Uh, if you like southern food, uh, hush puppies that were homemade, not frozen, you got me there. That's uh, pretty delightful. One curveball, um, I thought there was barbecued sausage you know sometimes people grill uh sausage put a little barbecue sauce on there 
uh, grabbed some off the buffet, uh, and it was it was barbecue bologna. Uh, so is that a uh, Jackson tradition or a West Tennessee tradition? Uh, I, have to, I have to say, I've never actually seen that before. Uh, um, yeah, I. I mean, I, that's definitely a thing. I I don't know if that's Jackson specific or West Tennessee specific, but I'm definitely familiar with it. Yeah, I I, I forgot about it. Yeah, but I'm kind of, I'm having trouble remembering. It's bologna that just has barbecue sauce on it. I mean, or barbecued is in we're gonna make like, bologna barbecued like roasted. Most of the time, I've seen it just like fried bologna. The the adding the barbecue sauce that's that's less common, I think. Um, I don't know about that at all. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really know about the fried bologna thing to begin with, but, um, doesn't, doesn't seem too odd. Um, but all right, we'll, we'll continue. Yeah, yeah. And there was a fruit table on one side of the buffet, and, uh, I took a picture of it, uh, and posted it to the Facebook group. Uh, you, you come down, it's kind of out of the way, uh, and there are assorted melons, uh, there's some grapes. Uh, and there's some sliced apples, which I think it's a little weird. And you can tell they're they're already starting to brown in the picture, and I think they've just been put out. Uh, but then uh, whipped cream, okay, whipped cream on top of the fruit, fair enough. Uh, but then there were sliced tomatoes, uh, which, okay, tomatoes <laughs> are vegetable. I, I get that. But um it was like a salad bar uh, that was closer to the other hot food. It just seems like maybe maybe the fruit table wasn't the place for the sliced tomatoes. <laughs> uh, and then what put out? I Well, listen, first and foremost, uh, I agree maybe it's not the most normal placement, but a tomato is a fruit, so, I, I mean, technically it belongs I, there te- more than the vegetable table. Yeah, technically. Technically, I mean, just saying... <laughs> uh, and then what really caught my eye was uh, that's where they put uh, the cold pack of butter, uh, which <laughs> I assume was for bread products. But the bread products, again, were like on the other side of the room that the buffet was in uh, with the hot food. So they, they literally stuck them as far away as possible from, from their relevant uh, food products. Uh, and I was wondering if, if that was the norm there, if you guys knew that, or if somebody gave up at the end of their shift and <laughs> dumped stuff at the end of the table. Um, after, uh, after the buffet, uh, we went uh, over to the museum gift shop. Um, I didn't go into the museum. I was not actually willing to pay any money for that experience. Uh, but we did go into the museum gift shop, and... I noticed, like, uh... And then it cut off and we got a second voicemail. Um, just to clarify, um, obviously you put fruit, tomatoes, butter. Like, those, what, how do those not go together, guy? Uh, what are you talking about? Well, <laughs> Makes all he, the sense of the world. In his picture, and also, I guess in his description, that's a thing of, like, whipped cream, right? Yeah. Well, no, but there's also the pa- the gold pats of uh, cold butter. Uh, well, dude, why the fuck is whipped cream on a fruit? Thing. Um, fruit. I mean, fruit. Fruit and whipped cream is the least crazy thing. Uh, it's still weird. Like, it kind of looks like a thing of mayonnaise, which also kind of like makes <laughs> yeah, me want to throw up. Absolutely I mean, it does. I mean, honestly, it would make much more sense <laughs> if we were seeing like some strawberries or something like that. Yeah, well, well, you got your cream. tomatoes. You can dip your in your whipped cream in. <laughs> yeah, you whipped know? cream, butter, tomatoes. What's weird about that? Huh? 
I think it, I, I'm feeling like we're being attacked on this show just from where we come from. And I mean, is I w- so like, why is there the giant thing of butter at the it's end? It's a of lot this? of questions. Um, I will say, like, I I don't know that I've been to like. Well, obviously, I haven't, I haven't been to Old Country Store in a very long time, except, you know, when me and Dan went. But um, my jam was always to go for a breakfast, because I feel like the breakfast was really where they kicked it out of the park. Oh, yeah. I, um, I, I don't know if I ever had the buffet even at any other time, but I feel like that breakfast buffet was on point. I think I had it once for, like, a, like a dinner. Th- like, I've been, I think it once for lunch, maybe. And I I mean, it was still good. Like, you, we were, it's it's pretty good for what it is. Sure. It's better than Ryan's. What the fuck? You go to Ryan's and like a buffet? Fuck that. It's better than that other place, which I, the name escapes me, which is closed now, by the way. I'm glad that they're slowly dwindling down the buffet restaurants in our hometown, but. I, I'm, you, I'm sure others have taken their place. There's no <laughs> way that Jackson, Tennessee, which has more fucking chain restaurants per capita. Like, I, at one point we were on a list for having, like, an absurd number of chain restaurants. I remember that. That, that is true. That is true. Um, we have a lot of fucking restaurants. Like, mostly chain restaurants. Like, per population, it doesn't quite make sense. Um, but definitely new buffets have taken their place. <laughs> but yeah, I am. But man, I and when when me and Dan when we did the, we did the breakfast buffet, and I was glad to know it was still pretty damn solid. Nice. But I mean, breakfast is breakfast food is the best is the best food. Like it's come on. Oh yeah. Nothing beats breakfast oh, yeah. foods. They're they're great. Always the best. Um. So we got a, we got a follow up from Alan here. Hey Ramjack, it's Alan calling with uh, part two of my uh, Casey Jones questionnaire. Uh, so after dinner, uh, we walked over to the uh, museum and museum gift shop. Um, I could not force myself to uh, pay money to go into the museum. Uh, so we went directly uh, to the gift shop. Uh, and they've obviously figured out uh, where the, the markup is and where the money is. Uh, and it's in <laughs> cheap trains, uh, train toys, uh, hats, shirts, and mugs. And that's about it. Um, I was wondering if you could take a look at uh, the pictures I posted to Facebook. Uh, the DVD, Return of Casey Jones. Uh, is that something you guys were forced to watch in school? Uh, do <laughs> residents uh, generally have a copy of that? Have you ever seen it before? Uh, also, walking around there, uh, something that was kind of weird. Uh, there were no books uh, in the uh, museum oh. gift shop. Uh, so, you know, they always have uh, book, a bookshelf or that, you know, circulating wire book rack. Uh, every museum gift shop has it. Uh, but the only books, uh, there were three Thomas the Train uh, engine books. There were no books for adults or kids on Casey Jones, which uh, seems, seems a little odd. Um, also, uh, the other picture I took, uh, so at the cash register for the museum gift shop, they have uh, a couple local celebrities, I'm guessing. Uh, their picture signed up near the register. They're about eight feet uh, up the wall, and I uh, have terrible eyesight, and I could not figure out who those people were. Uh, one, uh, as you can see in the picture, is Freddie Holcomb. I'm, I'm hoping that uh, Freddie is the local weatherman we've heard uh heard before <laughs> uh but with his kind of debonair debonair um 
throwing the uh, coat over the shoulder. I, I have to know who this guy is. Um, and uh, finally, guys, I, I want to know about uh, your your experience leaving Jackson, Tennessee. Um, what was it like uh, to leave? Uh, how long did you plan on leaving? Uh, what do you think your life would be like if you didn't leave? Uh, and this is uh, kind of coming from a fellow uh, small southern town refugee. Uh, I remember uh, getting in a U-Haul to leave uh, leave town and it just being one of the most exciting uh, pleasant moments of my life uh, so I was wondering uh, if it was similar for you guys um, anyway uh, keep up the good work we'll talk to you later bye bye okay uh, a lot of things to cover real quick um, mm-hmm. great questions um, so first the guy in the photo uh, uh, Freddie Halcom looked him up um, not a Jackson resident. Um, this is clearly like we've had these famous people come to our restaurant, so we're getting their autograph. Um, so, and of course, we all know uh, Freddie Hawkum from his famous song, Don't Call Me From a Honky Tonk. <laughs> Listen, you're gonna get a lot of Herta Hatta, um, Grand Ole Opry celebs. <laughs> um, now the second guy in the photo, I cannot figure out who the hell that's supposed to be. Um, I can't even like zoom in enough on the image. No. And the train, I guess, is the train outside. Besides, yeah. like it, it's the the train is the train <laughs> is the least mysterious of the celebrities. But yeah, Frey Halcom seems to be some like Herta Hatta, like '80s country person. Um, the guy in the middle, no clue. Um, anyone can help figure this out. Um, if anyone has seen this man, please contact Ramjack Podcast. Because he could be anybody. He could be a sports guy. He could be a country music guy. Um, I would assume those are probably the only two options. <laughs> um, now. Looking this up, Alex, again, we, we, we were from Jackson, Tennessee. I'm sure at times we've both looked to see, like, what, what's famous about Jackson, Tennessee? Um, and I've always known that Wink Martindale and Carl Perkins um, were the only two people of Jackson, Tennessee of note that I could mm-hmm. think of. Yeah. So I just looked it up to see if I missed anybody. And, um, yeah, Van Jones is from Jackson, Tennessee. Really? Yeah. Van Jones! Um, also, Thomas Harris, who wrote Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal, like... No way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Which side of the town was he... Which side of the fork of deer was he from? It's a great question. Van Jones went to JCM. Like, he straight up lived in Jackson. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Like... Also, um, Randall Wallace, who's apparently the screenwriter of Braveheart, um and uh, directed Secretariat and We Were Soldiers. So, hmm. like, more famous people in ja- from Jackson than, than I knew of. And there's some other people this year that I don't that I don't know. Um, but, yeah. So how crazy is that? Van That's Jones. nuts, Van man. Jones and Thomas Harris. How have I never known that in my life? I guess once you leave Jackson, you're like, all right, later. <laughs> I guess. Um, Return of Casey Jones movie, never seen it. Never. I've seen that DVD before in Casey Jones, uh, I think. But yeah, I cannot cannot place it. Um, I will say there used to be books and like cookbooks and things. When me and Dan went, like I was kind of shocked because the gift shop, I know they, they took out a large portion of the gift shop to make that like, they've got like a, a place that sells pies or something, like pickup food. I don't quite understand. Because um, the, the gift oh. shop used to be much larger. Oh, I... 
If it's smaller than it was, I remember it being like a sizable amount when I yeah. the last was there. That was well over 10 years ago. Yeah. Because it used to be like two rooms of gift shop. And now it's all just down to one, which is kind of crazy. I take that back. I did. I mean, Joey and Emily and I went to Casey Jones one of the times we went to Jackson, but we didn't go eat there, obviously. So I just haven't yeah. been in that building in a long time. Wow. Yeah. But uh, Jackson's uh, has less books now. That's not surprising. <laughs> they lost all of their bookstores except for one. And yes, as a result, the book slowly dwindled away. Um, now for the question of what was leaving, um, Jackson, like, Alex, I left first, so I, I, I will knock this out of the way first, and then I would like to hear your tale of leaving Jackson. (laughs) If you'll remember, (laughs) so I was, I, I remember, um, the night before I left for college, uh, you came over to, Mm -hmm. to my grandmother's house where I was living, and our plan was we were going to go over and hang out, uh, um, at our friend Lindsay's, uh, hang out at the Mitchell's basement, as, as was often the case. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, last hurrah, last night in town. And y- you came over, and do you remember they were throwing a going-away party for me that they had not told me about? <laughs> <laughs> and then I kind of just, like, bailed on a party that was theoretically for me. <laughs> <laughs> and no one seemed interested or cared. <laughs> I, don't, I do not remember that. Oh, okay. So I yeah. came over, and then you, we bailed together? Yeah. Well, because the plan was you were going to come over, yeah. and then... um. And then, like, I was driving us over to the Mitchells, and we were just going to hang out over there, as, you know, was often, you know, the get-down, um, last night in town. Um, but then, like, my, then, like, a bunch of my relatives were, like, showing up, and they were having, like, a cookout, and they were, it was, and then my aunt was like, aren't you going to stay? And I was like, I wasn't planning on it. Like, well, we're throwing you a goodbye, a, a leaving party. I was like, well, no one told me, so I guess it wasn't that big a deal. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then, then we left. <laughs> They're all throwing you a party. Nah, I'm good. Later. They, well, first of all, if you're throwing something up, clearly it was not... Because my aunt was the only person that even questioned why I was leaving. Um, so clearly I was... It was just an excuse for them to have a cookout. Like, it was more, we're getting the rid of him party. <laughs> so weird. No one was interested. Like, I, I, they forgot to tell me they were throwing a party in my honor. And then I left before it started. <laughs> I wonder what they said. As it was like, well, we're throwing this party. Isn't it for Brad? Where is he? Um, he had somewhere to be. They probably thought I was like in a back room where I usually was when they had like cookouts and get togethers. Because I wasn't like, I, <sighs> so fucking weird. They fixed a plate for you and they put it, they just opened the door and put it there somewhere. And then they left, assuming that you'd get it. Yeah. I, there's nothing that I hate more than the phrase "fix a plate." Ugh. I fucking hate that. I, it's it's something that, and you can tell in my voice just now, it's something that's southern that yeah. immediately cuts to a part in me that I'm like, no, well, fuck oh, you and your plate fixing. Oh, Charles's got to work tonight. Well, why don't you go fix him a plate? Go <laughs> fix a plate for him. Why don't you fix yourself a plate? No, I'm not fixing a plate. Ugh. Is it broken? <laughs> Is there Ugh. something wrong with it? Does it not hold food on it? <laughs> I am not going... To, I, I, I can't. I can't. Yeah. It's a yeah. F- It's one of the few things that genuinely, like, gets under my skin. I can't even... Oh, yeah. So you let... So you're saying that if you'd still been in Jackson, there'd still be cook cookouts in your honor that you would be leaving? It, oh, I, I can't... If I was still in Jack, I like... 
I, the odds of me killing myself are exponent. Like, there's no way oh. I wouldn't have. I like. I dude, I don't even know what it would be like for me there. I mean, I I stopped short of like suicide for myself because I just don't go there in my mind. When I was when I was younger, I think everyone kind of like reads like a Hamlet or something, and and they're like, oh, you know, what is suicide about? But I never, I've never, never gone there myself. But I go there be, so quick. I go there so Brad quick. Brad goes there quicker than others. It's, um, it's one of the great pleasures of my life is knowing that I could theoretically end it at any time if I need to. I don't know what you do in Jackson, Tennessee. And that's one of the reasons I left was because I I couldn't see myself having a life there that would be one I would enjoy. Right. And also, I just didn't fit in down there. No. Ever really like uh, you, you, yeah. you cloak out like when I was a Jizo, I saw more of a life for myself. There was the path of like, okay, I'm super into Jizo. I I'm I'm going to study more about religion because that's what God would want me to do. I got to be on this. I mean, I got to know this shit if I'm going to dedicate my life to it. Quickly be- became non-religious because of that. But I could have easily seen myself like going to like a Lambeth, which was like a college at the time that was like a religious college. Never like a super conservative though, because I, I just couldn't. I can't hang with that. Yeah. Um. And then maybe like doing something in the church, which is what my mother does presently. But no, I never wanted that. After, I mean, once I once I realized what was going on, once I understood how the world worked, I was like, oh fuck. Well, no. There's just there's so, like there was never many opportunities there. It's a, it's like it's not it's just not it's it is a bigger town than you know a small town, but it's a small town, and I feel it's only gotten smaller. It hasn't expanded. Like we got out no. when the getting was good. I can't even think of a job there that I would do. Like now, like no. if I just fell into something, like what would it be? Would I have worked at like the bookstore as a clerk? Would I have worked at like, like I wouldn't have the job I have now. I wouldn't have a career in anything. I mean, I feel like best case scenario, we're like community college teachers. Like, I don't know. That's like, best case scenario. Like, I mean, my maybe- sister did that. She went to school and then she went... And she got her degree. Now she teaches at the high school Brad and I used to attend. Yeah. And that's like best case scenario. Like you're going back and you have a steady job doing what and you I like mean, to do, like teaching children yeah. math in my sister's and case. And I'm, I'm certainly not opposed to that. I mean, I'm looking at getting my teaching degree now. Um, yeah. Like I'm not opposed, but like, I just feel like there was no options to explore other things. Like I is, is as bad as times have been in my life. I'm very glad I've gotten to explore the things I have career-wise. Because I feel like I've tried different things and learned different things about myself. And well, as I may not be financially successful, I've gotten to try different things in my life. And that's an option that doesn't exist in Jackson. That's something that I always... I mean, because we, we were able to get out kind of on the... Um... Kind of on the wave of going to college, which is what I really encourage anyone in a small town to do. Granted, it's going to put you in crippling debt. Don't go to, like, a private college. That's stupid. There's nothing that you're going to get from a private college unless you're, like, an Ivy League, like, that's going to be worth the, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars you spend on it. Save that money. Bank it. Just go to a school out of state or, like, a 
like in middle state that's like a, a state university that's not going to be super expensive yeah never go the, like i can't the, the i mean i don't know who who exactly this advice is for because i don't know that we have listeners that are that are high school but maybe maybe you got people that are eventually going to have kids that are in, that are going to be looking for colleges the best um college choosing advice i i received um that uh it was about like highlighted by my dear friend John West. Um, was the idea is we wanted to find a college, a state college, that was near a big city. Doesn't necessarily have to be in the city, but it had to be close to at least a major city. Like Cincinnati was clo- was big enough. Yeah. Like it has to be near a real city. Which yeah. You gotta find one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're and not I mean, hard most, to find. Most, yeah, especially you know, college, especially looking at state colleges. Like you can find something. Like you know, even if it's not the, the biggest city, if as long as it's like a decent city, that there are possibilities. Oh yeah, and one of the reasons that we left Jack, well, we left Tennessee, was because like even. Even when I visited colleges in other places, like Nashville has colleges like that. Memphis has colleges like that. Yeah. Um, there are some more backwaters colleges that I would have never gone to because yeah. fuck that. Um, but we're state schools. Um, I, I I just never felt comfortable in the South. Even now when I drive through there, I'm like, I obviously don't belong here. And that's nothing. I mean, that's nothing against the people who live there. Obviously, I have family who live there and I, I have some people that I would consider friends who I haven't talked to him forever. Brad, I mean, Brad is my friend. From, <laughs> I mean, we do the podcast. The, would the podcast exist now? Probably not. Nah. Would we still be friends? I, I would almost guarantee it. There was no, oh. I mean, why would yeah. we? Yeah. We would have been the only, I mean, what would we be doing? Would we be doing theater? Would we have been like older guys I, doing well, theater in Jackson? And that's what like, I was thinking. Like, would I, would I try to get, but then I'm like, but no, because like Miss Diane's still doing like the teen theater. And like, I, I mean, Jackson Theater, like Billy Warboys is still doing a lot of that. Would I be more involved with like like the local Jackson like community theater scene? I don't know. Like even Lindsay like moved on to Memphis. Like I mean, like I feel like if nothing else, maybe I would have like like be working like with Lindsay like in oh, Memphis. Yeah. Well, we wouldn't have. Um, the odds of either of us staying in Jackson, even if we didn't leave to go here, would still yeah. be really small because we would go yeah, where the work was. And if there's no work yeah. in a small town, you leave. Yeah. If if we stayed in Jackson, we would have moved to Memphis. Yes. <laughs> that's we would have, that's the answer. We would have moved into the pyramid. <laughs> and Ramjack would be coming to you from from Memphis. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's what would have happened. Yeah. Would we have been... I mean, I would have been a different person. Who knows what would have gone. I would don't even want to. Part of me, like, Mm. entertains that. But I think for a second and then, like, no. I don't even want to, in my mind, go down that rabbit hole. Because I enjoy my life presently. (laughs) I I don't. Yeah, I just can't. I can't imagine. Mm. Like, I'm going to to Jackson in a few weeks. I told Brad this. And even the thought of it, I'm going for, like, a a personal reason. And a reason that's, um, I would say, a good one to go down for. But I'm still like, even there's a there's a small selfish part of me that's like, I really do not want to go, and that's horrible. Could you just move up here and let's stop <laughs> up here? I mean, there's plenty of churches up here you could go to. There's plenty of like other things. Just like it's Jackson, guys. Yeah, it's. It, you guys like, know some of you I know. I mean, you've seen pictures. You've heard talk about it. You've experienced um, Jackson with, just, again. The last couple times I've been down, and every once in a while I'm checking in like a Jackson News and stuff, I feel like it's it's a you know it's it's not a huge town to begin with, but I feel like it's it's going downhill. Like 
Like it's not doing well. There's like no real industry there. Like Kellogg's yeah. is like where Pringles used to be, and it's Kellogg's like the biggest. It employs so many people, which I didn't even know anyone that I knew worked at a Kellogg's plant until yeah. I was like older. And even then, I don't know. I don't know what people do in Jackson. Like I just don't know what you do. Plant? What was it? Um, um, is it Delta Faucet or maybe not? Or... I think it, I think it was Delta. We had a friend who worked there, but um, I just don't know what what you do there. No, it's it's the kind of small town that has not. Uh, I feel like the uh, the recession hit it hard, and it it's not really capable of recovering. Yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know. Yeah. Local politics would we would that be our scene? Would we get to? Get oh, to dude, that? it would have been awesome if we'd have been like shared mayor and vice mayorships of. Uh, we would have taken our campaigning from high school straight up to the top. Because I know like. <laughs> Like Jared Miracle is like on like the is like a school board or something and like like I there's people we know that are like in like local politics and I see it I'm like oh this is weird that is weird I don't know I don't know what you do in the South I just don't know I know yeah, what I, I do up here and I know yeah. I know what Bragg gets down to in Florida but I cannot yeah yeah now I'm gonna be thinking about this when I go go back would I have a Jesus sign would I still be like partially religious I don't think so like no. when I came out of religion there's nothing you that were could... out of you were out of religion before you left true but I I mean I hit that hard like I was just like no this is what was what was your last what was your last hurrah in Jackson what was that last what was the, like the, the night before or whatever I think it was just like any other night something I okay so what I what I enjoyed doing when I was home and especially, I, I can't do it now, but maybe Vera and Joey will enjoy it when they're older and we're visiting, like, their grandparents. Um, was I, I really enjoyed, like, swinging on our front porch swing and just, like, listening to music or, like, playing my guitar or drawing or reading. That was, like, a place for me that was, like, a quiet, like, just nice place. I just like to sit out there. When it rained, it was awesome to swing on the porch swing. I think I just went out on the porch and listened to music for, like, like an hour, maybe, or, like, read for an hour. And I went in and just spent time with my family, like, doing the things that we normally do. Because I was like, all right. And that was it. I didn't. I don't think I visited friends. Because, I mean, like, you were in another city already. It's just like, all right. All right. Like, everything was, like... I, and, and while I had friends in Jackson... I purposefully kept them at a distance because I, I definitely didn't want to get stuck in Jackson. Right. I didn't really date when I was in Jackson. I have stories that we that we might want to wait just, I guess, because of the nature of them, um, maybe for like a 100th episode because they're funny Ooh. stories. But like uh, tons of stories about like ladies. I was like, you know, I could pursue this, but I really don't want to stay in Jackson. <laughs> I don't want even the slightest remote chance of that happening. <sighs> So much to where, and I'm sure this isn't the only reason, but my mother thought for a while that I might be gay because I just didn't date anyone. And I was like, oh, no, I just don't want to be stuck here in Jackson. It's <laughs> happened to relatives of ours. I happens to people that I know. That's not going to be me, which I think was a worse for her. because She was like, oh, you don't want to stay here with us. And I'm like, it's not necessarily a, it's not about you guys. It's about where we live. It's just right. not where I'm comfortable at. Not gay. Um. But even if I mean, but then I was like, but even if I was, what does that fucking matter? I just don't want to, I don't want to get stuck here. Like, that's right. what I don't want. <laughs> yeah. That's a personal choice. Nice. I, Alan, thank you so much for visiting. Ja I don't know why you in, were in Jackson. Yeah. What, traveling. What were you doing in Jackson? Thought, wasn't he on the West Coast for a while? Didn't he like get out of like wherever he was? Like, I mean, but. Alan, we need more information. We need, we more, need information. more information. What's your, what's your story? What did you do on your last night? What's up? 
but thank you for bringing this to the show. I really appreciate it. Yes, yes, um, indeed. That was that was fun. Uh, I got another voicemail here. Oh, we I didn't know we had another voicemail. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is from Evan. Hey, Ramzak, it's Evan. Uh, I am just living my movie pass lifestyle. I just uh, uh, I just went to Truth or Dare. <gasps> it was about a uh, selfish asshole who makes the world more miserable for everyone else around them. And I don't mean the movie. I mean the people I actually saw the movie with. Uh, the movie sucked. Not a fun ride. But uh, even more miserable was watching a bad movie that is not even like funny bad. It's just bad and dumb. Um, and you can tell because they put bloom houses in front of it because they needed the brand recognition to be like, hey, we made other movies that were like, you know, stupid fun or a delight, like Happy Death Day, which is amazing. But <laughs> they had no confidence in this movie because it's bad. But I saw some monsters. I saw more monsters in the theater than there were in the movie. <laughs> and the movie is full of monsters. Uh, there was a kid, like, who... You know, shouldn't have been there. Didn't want to be there. Wasn't interested in this. Uh, quick kick around. I forgot to mention, there was another baby at Truth or Dare. Oh, man. They stop gotta bringing, stop. Stop bringing babies to horror movies. gotta stop. All right, uh, back in. Movie has no, like, stake in any of this. He was running around the theater. He was going up the stairs. <laughs> and he was going down the stairs. And he knew people in the back row. And he knew people in the middle row. And he was running between them and talking to them and kicking them. And this was all during the movie. This was not even during. This was also during the trailers. Also during the movie. Uh, at the end, he dumped a bucket of popcorn everywhere. Uh, just so his whoever he knew in the back row couldn't take it home. That's amazing. Uh, fuck this kid. Fuck the people who were taking pictures during the movie. Uh, what? And also, when did movies become sleepovers? I know I sound really old right now, but people bring blankets and they camp out and make little tents. Gross. And it's uh, fucking ridiculous. And I think it's because of the recliners. They get confused and they think they're home. But uh, I don't care. I don't care about the blankets or the tents. Just put your fucking phone away. We all paid to be there. Well, that little kid didn't pay to be there, so he doesn't give a shit. He's a monster. Uh, he's like eight. I don't care. I name him the monster hell. He can, he can fuck right off. And the only thing that gives me comfort is that someday he will be old enough to be annoyed by children that age. Uh, so that's me. Movie sucked. Movie theater sucked. Uh, audience is terrible. Put your phone away. Don't take pictures during movies. Don't be on Snapchat during a movie. Don't take... I think we got a part two here. The concept of someone like building their own tent in a stadium movie theater with those Ugh. is horrible, but I can totally see that being a thing, especially during a horror movie because you want to have like your safe space. But that is a night. What is this no. kid? Like, this kid's awful. Also, you can't bring a blanket to a movie theater because like movie theaters are gross. Like, there's like. Yeah. You could get bed everywhere. bugs, you idiot. Like, what yeah, are you doing? You're gonna get doing? bed bugs. You're gonna get. You're gonna get like gross, sticky soda 
garbage all over your oh it's disgusting no, what are you what camp. are you doing this weekend oh i'm camping out at the movie theater really yeah, it's a cool. new thing it's like a date thing it's you just and- you your closest buddy and eight thousand bed bugs <laughs> it's me thanos he's trying new things he tried to take over the universe and now we're getting back to basics in our tent at the movie theater <laughs> of course we're gonna go see truth or dare um i can't even like that is a Okay, we're going to hear the rest of it, but that is like a new level nightmare yeah, movie watching. Yeah, that's bad. Watching. That's bad. Pictures again, yeah. in the movie, daring. No, God. is it that bad, Brad? Like, it's it's bad, but like you still can't do that. Some, you there's just a, have to watch the movie. Yeah, just leave the movie. Leave the movie. Yeah, leave. There's an amount of respect you have to have for the movie in yeah. general. But fair enough. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Done talking about uh, Truth or Dare, but my mention in Snapchat in the last message reminded me of what happened when I saw Pacific Rim. Uprising, which was a surprisingly fun ride. I have nothing to say about that. There was a 50-year-old man in my row who sent snaps during the movie, which is interesting because a 50-year-old man on Snapchat, you know he's just using that for dick pics. You know it. (laughs) If you're a 50-year-old man on Snapchat, you're sending some dicks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that's not fair, but uh, Snapchat's for kids. Put your phone away during movies. That's all. Agreed. Interesting Pacific Rim Uprising. Hmm, a surprisingly fun ride. I know Brad and Jonathan both hated that. I will stream it when it comes out. Thank you for the glowing recommendation. Have fun with it. I'll try. Uh, I thought the first one was fine. Snapchat is for children. Like, it is is the platform they all go to. It's... It's it's also for children because I try I opened it like three times and I'm like I don't really know how this works. Okay, I'm out. Well, that's I mean Snapchat has that problem. Like it's just for kids. Yeah. Adults tried Snapchat and they're on Instagram now, which I still think is a superior platform. I use <gasps> Snapchat, but I use Snapchat mainly for my family now. Like I'm sending snaps mm-hmm. to my sister and my. Well, I use other apps for other people who are old and are used. I was going to say, does your mom know to use Snapchat? No, I wish she did because okay. I just I send everything from Snapchat. I end up copying and then sending to her through Facebook Messenger, which is her platform of choice. Okay, I got too All many right. social networks, but it's fine. It's fine. I was just gonna be really upset that like your mom is like snapping like crazy and like I don't understand how it works. There is <laughs> like there is someone's mother, uh, one of Emily's friend, my friend, um, mother. Her her mother is on Snapchat and just snaps all the freaking time. She also, she's also like my mother's age and has never stopped playing Pokemon Go since it was popular. Wow. Like this woman is all in on mobile. Um, and it, there's something I, I would say adorable about that. And there's something adorable about a 50 year old man snapping pics at Pacific. Like what was he snapping? Was he snapping robots? Like, oh, my grandson's going to love this. Oh, check this out. There's a giant robot with a sword. You love robots. Like, was there a kid getting these like really excited? I hope he's not sending dick pics in a movie theater. Like, I, I don't... There's something, because it's for children, there's something about Snapchat that makes me want to protect it for children, and I'm just like, let the children have it. Um, but thank you so much for that voicemail. I really... Indeed. Guys, these are awesome voicemails. Please keep keep them up. We love to hear them. Yes. Um, and friends, of course, uh, as, we, as we wrap up this episode... Uh, we just want to just give a special shout out to dear, dear friend of the podcast, Abe Vigoda. The real American hero. 